Kevin Owens. What are you thinking? Sorry. <laughs> you know that's not how that was written. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you so much. I know my world's personally changed. Definitely. I'll never look at people the same way again. Mm, don't trust them. There's a whole demographic of people that I just don't know if I can trust. Or I feel comfortable around, because I don't know what they're going to hit me with. Hello, and welcome to Grizzly Hunting Gadabouts. Ramjack in the Forest of Jads. Hey guys, Alex here. Joining me today in the studio is Brad. Hello! Welcome to Ramjack episode 92? Yeah. Wow, man. How's about it? It's... Oh. Just getting them out there. <laughs> getting them backlogged, really. <laughs> Cranking them out. As, uh, in a way. You're not you're not getting to listen to them, but we're making them. You'll you get them eventually. You'll yeah, get them. Yeah, yeah, sure, You'll get sure. Them. But we've got them now. You don't. That gives us the power in the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> the upper hand. Brad, how have you been? Fun times? Uh, I've been uh, busy. Busy? I'm a busy man. Soup's biz. Living a busy life. You enjoying that bed? Oh, that bed. All the uh, three feet or three and a half feet it is off the ground? It is tall. It is tall. To climb in that thing. It's... I feel like a king. I really thought that chair beside your bed was to help you get into the bed. <laughs> I have to climb up on here and then just uh, climb up. I need a little ladder. <laughs> it's not. I love a tall bed. And I knew that going in. And I aim for the sky and I have achieved it. Ikea, guys. Fun times. Ooh, good times. Fun times. Best times. We got some great stuff coming up on this episode, guys. Um, oh, dude. <laughs> we just, we got some great moments. We got some amazing Belvedere and Saved by the Belvedere, right? <laughs> New levels. New levels. You're, you're going to love, you're going to laugh. You may cry a little bit. You're going to learn something. I'll promise you that. Do we have a dramatic reading in the queue? Oh, yes, we do. We've got chapter three of... The Belvedere and the Butterfly. Awesome. The greatest fan fiction written for our podcast ever created. Wow. Besides the other one that we didn't read. We should read that someday. <laughs> but, so uh, much content. I mean, so it's, much. It's weird. I, so much. I mean, I don't think we're gonna have time for a game this week. Either, oh, Brad? I think I think we're I think I think I have a game. Oh, we got a we got a new game oh, coming we, up this week. Well, we may have a, we may get a game coming up this week. I think we may meet some friends, and I think Alex, you got some science for us as well. Put on oh, those science pants, man. Friends. This is this is gonna oh, be an interesting episode. This is the episode you've been waiting for, Brad. What's your favorite meal of the day? My favorite meal? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the fourth meal is pretty great and all. Fourth um, meal, your favorite? I, I like brunch. Really? I, I like a bit, brunch because you maybe like sleep. Late in the morning and just like get up and you're like you don't really want lunch but you still want breakfast food. Maybe I want breakfast. Maybe I like I like the fact that it's it's an optional. You can go breakfast. You can go lunch. It's it's more options and that's what I'm about. I'm about options in life and yeah, a nice. brunch bridges the breakfast and the lunch option. I dig that. Well, you can now eat dessert for breakfast. What? So I, does that change? You didn't ask me which course was my favorite. Well, I just I was but I just assumed that it's. But breakfast foods can now be desserts. Wow. Well, I mean... And that's a good thing for all of us. That's a healthy breakfast. Weren't they kind of always, I mean, with your sugary cereals, your muffins? Yeah, we didn't know when they showed... uh, I I remember being in this multiple stores and you always questioning, why do they have cookie crisps? Who's eating a bowl of cookies in the morning for breakfast? Smart people who are concerned about their health, Brad. They're concerned about weight loss have been eating. It's the smart people losing weight that I eat the cookies for breakfast. Explain yourself. They did a study. They took 144 obese people put them on a low-carb, low-calorie diet, uh, which translates to a 1,400 for women and 1,600 for men. Because we need more calories. Mm -hmm. Different bodies. Um, Doing man's work. Yeah, and the diets were identical. So, Mm -hmm. like, everyone had the same types of food. 
They included a high carbohydrate, uh, protein enriched breakfast with a choice of either cookies, chocolate, cake, or ice cream for dessert. Mm-hmm. So I guess they had breakfast and then dessert. They had a they had a dessert for breakfast, which kind of blows my mind now that I say that out loud. That's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff. So here's what happened. Uh, after 16 week period, uh, the average weight loss was about the same in both groups because they they half them half of them ate desserts for breakfast, half of them just ate like a normal diet. Um, and both groups lost about 32 pounds on average. Mm-hmm. Good job on them. Here's where things get interesting, Brad. Uh-oh. Uh, so after the 16 weeks, they mm-hmm. stop and be like, do your own thing. Live just, your life. Just live your life. You're done dieting. So those people who, uh, I guess, dieted completely just gorged themselves, who did the traditional kind of like mitigated kind of uh, food intake. But the people who ate dessert for breakfast kept eating dessert for breakfast. And um, let's see. People with the dessert for breakfast diet lost 13 more pounds in those next 16 weeks. They kept losing weight eating dessert for breakfast. Because at that point, they were already, I guess, I mean, who would want to give up desserts for breakfast? It's like, I love this life. Mm. Where the other group had Give me my rocky road. It's time for breakfast. (laughs) Where the other group, who had originally just done the diet and went back to just whatever they wanted, um, gained it all back plus 3.5 pounds. Because they'd been denying themselves and they're like, oh, I can have those things that I like. Mmm, give me all the give me all the rocky roads with all the meals. All I'm saying, guys, is Watch we rocky have roads. a new Ramjack model for weight loss. If you weigh 144 pounds, maybe more, if you want to lose and get down to a, like what a slim 110, maybe beach season coming up. A beach, exactly, Brad. You want to get in that swimsuit shape? Well, guys, get grab- that beach body. Grab a donut for breakfast. Grab yourself a donut. Go get beyond rocky road. Yeah, get some rock road. It's got your dairy. It's got your fat. All the fat you'll need for the day. Oh, uh, it's got sugar for carbohydrates. You got an energy. Treat yourself. Get that cake. Oh, what about a slice of chocolate cake for breakfast? Right when you come out of bed, oh, just like the frosting over your lips, which is fine. I roll out of bed and I just grab a chocolate cake, and that's great. That's what you do. It will help you lose weight. Let's get on it, guys. I guess thirty-two pounds in the first week. Thirteen more pounds for the next sixteen weeks. Oh wait, sixteen weeks. Thirty-two pounds in sixteen weeks. Another 13 pounds after That's that. That's crazy. Just eat, just changing one meal of the day from normal food to dessert. Yeah. I don't like eating in the morning, though. Ugh. Well, that's it's gross. You got to com- accomplish something first. No, nah, breakfast is a super important meal of the day. It if is. I don't eat breakfast in the morning and I still inject insulin, I'll die. So I, some of us have to eat breakfast, Brad. Yeah. But I've always thought it was weird when people don't eat breakfast because it really does give you enough, I guess, energy. I mean, I know on paper it's a good thing to do, but it's like, ah, I just don't want, it's the last thing I want to do in the morning. Well... I hope I've changed your mind. Maybe I've changed your life and our listeners' lives by letting you know it's okay to indulge yourself. Go for it. Go for it, guys. Just eat dessert. Go to that breakfast bar. (laughs) Don't don't do Uh, that. It's so gross. We should open up a restaurant. (laughs) It's called Breakfast Cakes. Ooh, yum, 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 yum. Lose weight, feel great, taste good. Um, Brad, this is going to sound awesome. Okay. Okay, seeds are resilient. Oh, the most. Not only to the elements, but also to time. Oh, um, did you know that we actually cultivated seeds that were a thousand years old? Wow. Yeah. They just found them. I can't remember where. Some old seed tech. Yeah. A thousand years old. We just topped that. Guess how old we got, how old the new seeds that we got to cultivate were. <sighs> okay. The old number was a thousand. Old number was a thousand. Uh, this number trumps it. Uh, I'm going to say 1500. Interesting. 32,000-year-old seeds. What? Think about that. 13,000-year-old seeds. They got to uh, got to grow. Wait, 13 or 32? Th- I mean, I'm getting numbers mixed up today. Yeah. 32,000 years ago. 
32,000 years ago. There were ago. some seeds that uh, <laughs> grew, never, never I, came to fruition. Now we got them to grow again. Yeah, uh, this is blowing my mind. That's like mammoth times, dog. 32,000 yeah. years ago. How cool is that? That's fucking crazy. That's like a genetic time capsule. Um, well, 30,000 30, years ago, we got the extinction of the Neanderthal. There were still woolly rhinoceros running around. <laughs> Furry rhinoceros. Just running around. Yeah. And we got some seeds. I'm like, oh, oh, furry, furry rhinoceros remembers these. Yeah, they might be ate them. They're like, I've seen them. They're like a flowering plant. They're purple. Wow. And they're tiny. But it's they're really cool looking. But the thing is, they're super racist. They're from a different time. <laughs> they're wondering why we're all like naked. Like, why don't you, you're not furry enough. Those are homo sapiens. Ugh, they all steal. What happened to the elephants? They, they don't smell. have any fur. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you... Oh, Gross. Plants are from a different time. What's up with their foreheads? They're all normal, weird, like... I say normal to them, it would be like... <laughs> why aren't they protruding? They're all, like, rounded. Ugh. Where are those Neanderthal at? Those were good people. You could trust them. You could. I don't trust these... These assholes, they're probably... These rounded I don't smoke. know. I don't know. I've I never even seen one make a spear before. What are they doing? What's going on? Oh, I don't even get this shit. What's going on? Why'd you wake me up? Why did you wake me up for this? I'm just gonna watch some murder she wrote. <laughs> no, we don't have that anymore, guys. Calm down, plants. Oh my god, they're so old. They're from a different time. Do you, uh, can you imagine like this plant, like you know, blossoming and being like, "All right, it's time to fertilize." One of those giant furry bees will be like, well, "What's this little thing?" <laughs> I just like one little bee rolls up. It's like, no, no. Well, what also, the hell oh, are you? Also, like it, they're just a lot more fresh now. Like they're just not ready for to fertilize because there's because for them it's there's a lot of courting involved. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. But yeah. you're really young, so and they're all, we're just it's a different world now. Yeah, more fast paced. Bees gonna oh. get it. I mean, you just gotta these plants. They're just not gonna make it. They're not gonna make it. So culture help. shock. Yeah, thirty-two thousand. Thirty-two thousand culture shock plants. Manzies. Speaking of culture shock, let's go to Japan really quick. Let's do it. Um, we're gonna get Tinder later. We're saved by the bell. Why not get Tinder now? Okay. Uh, they did a survey. Uh, this blog in Japan that focuses on love and relationships mm -hmm. revealed the top ten things that Japanese boyfriends wish their girlfriends would stop doing. Oh. Take note, guys. This is important for your relationships. Or should the ladies take note? Uh, we'll get that in a second. Oh, okay. Uh. First thing, girls, uh, stop accusing me of cheating when I'm not. Oh. I'm not cheating. Oh. We're not cheating. Stop accusing me. It's so annoying. Some jealous little busybodies over there. It's gonna tear us apart. Talking too much about former boyfriends? I don't wanna hear about this dude you were blowing. Calm Bitch, it down. You're blowing me now. I... You concentrate on this. You concentrate on this. Unpredictable mood swings. I can't read you. You wanna go out? Alright, let's stay in. Are you oh. happy or mad? I don't even know. Oh. And stop talking about that dude you were blowing. <laughs> oh. What, are you mad? Are you ha are you crying? What are you? What is your problem, bitch? It's hey. your problem, by the way. It's clearly not mine. <laughs> uh, but those, what we just mentioned, Brad, I would say it was almost universal. That's not uniquely Japan. Right. I, uh, yeah, come on. Uh, but here's some things that are a little different. Ooh. Uh, glancing at her cell phone while on a date. That one may actually be kind of, that's, I guess, yeah, normal. Probably, yeah. But why are you concentrating on that cell phone? Well, because she, she's talking? looking at. She's looking at. She's looking at pictures of that dude she was blowing. Just trying to. He's uploaded the photos. She's trying by to the way. figure it out because she mood swings everywhere. She doesn't know right. what she's feeling. Are you into me? Or are you into him again? Ugh. Am I not doing it like him? Well, I don't care. It's other dude. Stop it. 
uh, demanding I find the same things cute as you do. Oh. No one likes someone who's demanding. Why don't you think this is cute? I just don't think it's cute. It's not my speed on cuteness. I'm sorry. I don't want to put you in a, in, a, in a basket. I don't think that's cute. I think it's repulsive. Well, guess what? Why are we together? We're going to go... <laughs> Look, we're going to go to Target. I'm going to get into <laughs> the seat, and you're going to push me around. I don't think that's cute. I think it's gross. Y- you're going to... I demand that you find it cute. We, we, demand is the word that I kind of... Please don't demand that I find things that. cute. Look at this puppy. Ugh, it's ugly. No, it's not. It's cute. Mm, disagreement. Like, why can't we just be our own people? That's a good question, Brad. Why can't we just be us? Stop trying to change me. Oh, and um, moving away from dating, but also to, I guess, a happy relationship with yourself and the universe. Maybe your, your soul and the, the greater scheme of everything. Um, I don't even know what that means. New research, Brad, coming also from the land of the rising sun. Um, there's a New Testament of Jesus Christ. Wait, we just, did you just, like, <laughs> you just switch into a new story and, like, I wasn't even, I wasn't even fully processed the other one yet and we're moving into a new thing? Mood swings. I'm you, learning by uh, example, dude. Alice, I'm so sorry. I'm so even, sorry. You gotta brace me gotta, for something like that. I gotta, yeah. All right, new story, guys. Sorry. Break it. We'll put in the sound clip here. Boom! New story. Skirt. Jesus Christ lived and died in Japan. Jesus Christ probably didn't live at all. Nope. No, no reason to believe that. Well, it, it, the headline is in the form of a question, so I guess oh. that would be, it's properly read, did Jesus Christ live and die in northern Japan? No. Um, so this is what the story goes. Uh, turns out, um, Mormons, total bullshit, because Jesus didn't, because they think that when Jesus died, he came over to the North America and then, right. you know, did his thing there. Which didn't, he did. Didn't happen. Didn't not. even die on the cross for you. True. What happened was, uh, Jesus knew this was going to happen, like the whole crucifixion was going to happen, but he obviously didn't want to die. Right. Uh, but because there was so much hype built up, he got his brother to take his place on that cross. So oh. they look kind of similar. They look kind of similar because uh, they had the same mom, not right. the same dad. Um, so just like a beard, looks the same. Same kind of lathe build. I you would mm-hmm. easily confuse him. Yeah. Um, All those Hebrews look alike. It also it also probably explains why in the Bible when like people are yelling for Jesus and crying out to him, he's not paying attention to them because it's right. not his name, <laughs> and he's going through so hey, much pain me, on that me. cross. It's me, Barry. What are you? And why, Jesus? And why he would actually have to like cry out to God? Because, I mean, Jesus would be like, whatever, I'm kind of God already. Fuck this. All right, you nailed me to a cross? Cool. But Jesus' brother didn't understand any of that. He was just like, what? What's happening? You think he might say something like, hey, that's not me. I'm not Jesus. Now, we're not sure if there was foul play involved, like whether it was a voluntary (laughs) sacrifice or whether the disciples decided to sneak Jesus out like a thief in the night would. Oh, man, Jesus. But what happened was when he, uh, when he left, um, he went back to Japan. And I say back to Japan. Back to Japan. Because a lot of people don't know this, but we know almost nothing about Jesus' previous life. Mm. Um, we know that he was in, well, we speculate that he was in Bethlehem mm-hmm. and that he had to escape the law for something he was doing there. That's the story people usually make up. He was in Egypt for a bit uh-huh. and caused a lot of mischief, turning people into weird things and right. just using his god powers right. just for, like, antics, children antics. Right, right. I mean, nobody's ever documented that, like, in the time. like. But, you know, people say that. Yeah, happened. yeah. Well... Turns out, before he went back to Jerusalem, mm-hmm. you know, he, he did a little traveling abroad. He oh. went across Asia, uh, met some people there, uh-huh. um, but then he settled in Japan for a while. Okay. Just chillaxed. Right. Did his thing. Then he came back. Got some sashimi. Oh, yeah. good time. Oh, fresh stuff. Wasabi is, oh, the real, real wasabi. Had to come back. It was expensive. Had to come back and tell us all about the good news. There's a foreign land that's seemingly in the clouds, just mm-hmm. off coast in a place you wouldn't even think of fish is so fresh it's so great so great um so when he died or you know when his brother when things got rough for him when barry got taken down yeah when things got a little rough he decided to, <laughs> to 
totally sell his brother out, and then go back to the land of the rising sun. And you can visit this place in Japan. Oh. It's not crazier than 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 the usual story. Yeah. Oh, some more facts about this. Uh, when Jesus Christ was 21 years old, uh-huh. he came to Japan, oh. pursuing knowledge and divinity. That's a hell of a trip in the back in the day. He spent 12 years there. A hell of a trip. Um. Yeah, he went back to Judea when he was 33. We all know this. Engaged in missions. We know that. That's documented. Um, well, it's not. But speculated, maybe. That's um, better. Um, yeah, so his younger brother. Oh, Barry Christ. <laughs> well, call him Barry. I don't have to pronounce this name. It starts with an I, but I, I think when you translate it to the modern tongue, it's The Barry. English derivative is Barry. Is Barry. Um, they called him I Barry Son. Now, this is a quote from the actual poster, not poster, but the signage outside where Jesus lived and died in Japan. Um, Christ, who escaped the crucifixion, we know this, mm-hmm. uh, new truths revealed, the gospel, went through the ups and downs of travel. I think that's an interesting phrase to throw in the, uh, <laughs> he went through the ups and downs of travel. Up, well, I mean, back in the day to get to Japan, those are some ups and some downs. And he went back home to Japan. Back home. He always thought of it as at home and always spoke of it as his, his, yeah. his second home. Yeah. Um, he settled right here, wherever this is. I think this is in some northern Japan or area. Um, mm. Which is now called the Haraya Village. Oh, yeah. He lived to a ripe old age of 106 before 106. he actually passed. 106. Oh, what, what took him down eventually? Um, it doesn't say. Oh. They, there's a burial mound. You can actually see where Jesus is buried. And uh, if you excavate it, he's there. Oh, just dig him up. Not an empty tomb, which is already suspicious. Right. Uh, they had to get buried so, out like, so no one would really know. But, like, the whole thing is, like, that just, like, kind of washes out, like, the whole point of the story, doesn't it? Isn't the whole thing, like, he, like, um, he dies to pay off our nonsensical sin debt? Like, if that's not part of the story, then what's the, what's the point of worshiping him at all? I, Brad, Why don't you even give a fuck? Brad, this is, this is just some dude that screwed over his brother. Before we start talking Did like Barry this, Did Barry die to pay off our sin debt? Come on, listen, Brad. Did Jesus fuck over his brother to pay off our sin debt? Look, look, we don't understand the majesty and uh, the the mysteries of what the Lord dick. Jesus Christ, our Savior. He's such a dick. But he's well-traveled. Do you respect oh, he, him now? He is well-traveled. Because that is a treacherous up and down Yeah, track. in his 20s, he just went around the world like, what's up? Oh. What's up, Japan? Yeah. And he loved it. He went back. It was his home. Just, just in case you were curious, this the above the d- description on this placard outside his home um, assures you that the above description was given as a in testament by Jesus Christ Himself. Oh, so I, it flips the script, man. Everything's different now. Wow. I can just imagine them being like Mary and all the, all the Marys, like the groups of Marys. Like we're gonna go get Jesus's body out of that tomb, um, uh, and fix it up nice. So when we actually buried, and they're like, oh, what, what? Okay, um, well, wait till the morning. Probably don't go now. Yeah. And then like rushing to get Barry's body out. Oh yeah. yeah. Just like throwing it in the <laughs> river, <laughs> Barry, oh. or the sea. Jesus Christ. We can oh. go with, if you're a Christian. I don't know. Don't go to Israel. Ugh. Don't go to the Holy Land. Nonsense. Who cares where Jesus was born? Oh, where go- did Jesus die? Where did he live? Where did he, where did he call home? A hundred miles north of Tokyo. Where did he hang his hat? <laughs> where did he grow old? Did he have children? Where did he hang his crown of thorns? Where did he hang that? Mm, that was his it? one memento he took with That's... him. It's like you know what, Barry? I'll take this back with me. Thanks. They mailed it to him. They, they yeah. ripped it off Barry's head. It's like, hey, oh, thanks. I hang this at my home. I think they buried him with it because it was one of his prized possessions. It was mm. one of those, like, to him it was like a practical joke. It was, it was like, like gotcha. got him. Gotcha, Barry. You Jews. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Thought you'd get me on that cross? Mm-mm, Didn't. Nope. 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 Living in Japan. I didn't know that. Who knew? I mean, we're atheists. Right. We know we know what's real and not real. We, we maybe enjoy religious mythology for, you know, it's... 
what it tells us about humanity and like I guess the storytelling aspect because that's all they had back then. And it's hilarious nonsensicality. And it's hilarious nonsensicality. But Brad, this changes things. Right. This changes. I assume Jesus didn't live. Now I know that he not only lived but died in Japan. Of course, makes perfect sense. He bamboozled them Romans. Oh, bamboozled, bamboozled Barry. Pontius Pilate, who probably wasn't even, you know, within the same vicinity when it was actually happening. No, as far Barry, as historical points go. Yeah, long dead. Look that up. <laughs> this would explain it, because he he corresponded with him in Japan, maybe. I don't know. Her- I don't know anything yeah. anymore, Brad. Herod, uh, definitely off time-wise. That's very suspicious. But oh, yeah. Japan, Japan, that's... Uh... New Testament, man. New mm. revelations today on this episode of Rand. Wow. We're learning it together, friends. Alex, there's something I'm very excited about that I've been waiting for to do for a long time. All right. Alex, um, I've got some friends for you. I think we're going to uh, meet a strange addict or perhaps smell a halibut. <laughs> it's been such a long time. Wow, okay. Alex, we got some addicts here. Uh, let me see how many I've got here. Is this from Strange Addictions? Yes, it is. Uh, is there a new season? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Just oh, caught, just finished catching up. Alex, I've got ten strange addicts. Okay. Uh, two of them might just happen to be smelly halibuts. <laughs> Can you figure out who's who? Now, when you say smelly halibuts, let's... That... It smells a bit fishy. Okay. Can you discern the truth? <laughs> I also like this is Belvedere tactics. I'm kind of explaining the rules, but not really. Do you understand them? Uh, I guess. You understand, Alex? All right, put the money on the table. It's double or nothing. It's $2 to play, $4 to win. Oh. Uh. I've, I put some uh, short notes here. Uh, I'm going to be doing this partially from memory, partially from oh, okay. my very sketchy late night notes session. So uh, please right. excuse me if I if I look. <laughs> so it's already stacked against me, but it's fine. Right, right. You guys can play at home. It's going to be even harder to know what's real and what's not real. Okay. So Alex, um, first of all, we've got uh, an addict who's addicted to smelling mothballs. She goes through a box a day. Are we going to take these one at a time? Like I say yes or no? No, I'm just going to go through them all. You're just going to listen, and then, you know, you can go back, do a quick quick speed through. So we got mothballs smelling. Mothballs. Okay. Addicted to them. She loves mothballs. Uh, we've got this person. They're addicted to eye drops. Just putting them in their eye. They love the feeling of it. Sometimes they use a medicated one. Sometimes they use a one. Whatever they can get their hands on. They just like to, They just like their eyes being clean. It makes them feel good. Get those eyes clean. Because <laughs> their eyes are filthy, Alex. They're filthy. They are a harbinger for germs. Um, how about this fellow? He has an intimate, emotional, and physical relationship with his car, Chase. Oh, it's named Chase? I say again... Or is his name Chase? No, no, the car's name is Chase. He has an intimate, emotional, and physical relationship with his car. He's fucking Chase. that car. He fucks his car. Is that is that is that homosexual at that point? If it's a him? Or is, is it supposed to be a female car? Chase can no, be no, a guy No, no, it's, it's or a guy. Or... It's reversed him as a him. Oh. So he has a gay... He has um, a homosexual relationship. And a physical relationship with his car, Chase. Okay. He's dated women in the past, but ah, it's just not the same. No, they're not cold enough. He loves... He loves... Chase. Um, how about uh, this addict? Who snorts baby powder? Why? Because <laughs> she's addicted to it. <laughs> of course. I don't even know just, why I asked. Just loves I... it. You know, just gets it. Ah, get it up in my nose. Mm. Just take it in. Loves baby powder. Okay. Just imagine, just imagine, like, a room just, like, just clouded in baby powder. You have 12 of these? I have 10. Okay, I'm going to say, I don't even know if 10 is manageable in my mind. Already I'm confusing I, Chase Alex, with the... Alex, we played this game before. You did fine. <laughs> you lost, but, you know. How about this? Um, This person, hey, this is simple. Addicted to wool. Okay. Always carry some wool around. Has to have it. It's like a safety blanket. In fact, 
It's more. It's like a more basic part of the safety blanket. Doesn't need the whole blanket. Just needs <laughs> this bit of wool. That's not crazy. That's my justification. I really hope that one's contrived by you. Like that. That's one that you thought of. Because there's so much backstory involved. Oh, so much <laughs> faux logic. And it's like I have a whole blanket, but not. It's the best part of it's the blanket. It's the best part. That's how I cope with everything. Um, hey dog, are you okay? Let's go to the next one. Uh, the next one, I like to subtitle, um, the KKK twins. Oh. Alex, don't worry, this isn't about racism. Um, this is about a woman that's obsessed with her breast. Her triple K breast. What? Uh, large breast implants. She's just obsessed with getting them bigger and bigger, and she loves them. To the detriment of her own health. Christ. She wants them bigger. Whoa. Yeah. Where did she go up from? She started She started with a B cup. Okay. And over the last 13 years, has increased them exponentially. Is working on, is, is looking to, for that triple M. That hurts. Yeah. Why would you want to, why? Because she likes them bigger. I hope you made this one up too. <laughs> triple K. Yeah, it's... I love the KKK. You know this. I love, you know, getting KKK to You called it, Alex. <laughs> I, call, I call it Prussian blue. That's what I call this lady. <laughs> I call her Prussian blue. Uh, Awake. Uh, how about this person? She is addicted to eating tape. Sticky tape? Just tape, you know? Masking or... Just get a, just get a roll of tape. Just like a roll of, like, scotch tape. Just <laughs> chew it up. Mm. And eating it? Or just, well, like, getting just, the flavor? Just getting, the, getting a sweet <laughs> flavor. Getting, like, the glue and then just, like, spitting it. Spitting it everywhere. Yes, it's plastic. Why would you eat plastic? Well, uh, we had well, a plastic eater. We had eater. a plastic eater last This time. person, though, they're more, they, they really like that glue. They just like getting that, getting that flavor and then just <laughs> spit it. Gross. Don't need it. What about this lady? She is addicted to eating nail polish. You mean drinking nail polish? I mean drinking nail polish. Up to five bottles a day. Oh, oh please not let that one be real. Please let that one not be real. Up to five bottles a day. Nail that polish. would kill you, wouldn't it? Ah. It is plastic, too. It's acrylic paint. Mm, but that flavor. It, it probably has You know, a you get flavor. that smell and you're like, mmm, that smells so good. I just want to put it on my tongue. Ah. It's those same people who like the smell of gasoline. Like, I guess they just like the nail polish smell so much that it's like, ooh. And then like, num, num, num. Num, 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 num. What does it taste like? Mm, it tastes blue and delicious. Um. Do they have scented nail polishes? I don't know. Do you have like a scratch and sniff nail? Where like when you scratch ooh. something, the scent starts coming off your nails? Mm. Ooh. Surely not. I hope not, but there's a market for someone if they want to run with it. How about this person? They're addicted to digging in their ears. How many more people are there? How crazy is this? This is our last one. And only two of these aren't real? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There is another one. Sorry. So 11. Thank you. No, there's 10. I just haven't read them all. Digging in their ears. Digging in their ears with, like, implements. Um, usually sharp implements. Ah. Like, you know, it started with, like, Q-tips, but now they're moving on to, like, keys, scissors, tweezers. Just get in there. So they have a death wish, basically. Well, they just want to get those, just want to get just clean. Like, I, I gotta get it clean. I gotta get this shit out of my ear. It, it. I saw Star Trek 2 and it freaked me out. I want it out. Get it out of my ear. The earworms? Yeah. Ooh. Uh. Okay, last but not least, um, we have, uh, this lady. She is addicted to cat food. Loves to eat it up. Give me those. Give me those dry cat treats. Nom, 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 oh, nom. dry cat food, not even wet cat food. Well, she started with the dry food. Oh, she's moved into the. She's uh, increased her she palate. She moved into the wet food. She likes that sweet and savory. Ah, oh, she gets divorced, of course. <laughs> That's when this all started. That's when you start eating cat food. You get a divorce. All of a sudden, you're eating cat food. I cannot wait to find out which ones aren't real. Alex, um. These are our ten addicts. I will go over the list again. We have a fellow who has an intimate, emotional, and physical relationship with his car, Chase. Chase, okay. Um, we have the person that snorts baby powder. We have the cat food eater. We have the mothballs. 
We have wool, <laughs> the fabric of our lives. We have the, the, the KKK twins. We have eating tape. We have the eye drops. We got the nail polish, and we got digging in our ears. Now, I'd like to qualify this by saying you made up two of these, but whichever ones you made up, Brad, I'm pretty sure there are some weirdos out there that haven't made it on the Strange Addictions yet. True. These are only ones that are on this season of Strange Addiction. These are the only episodes I've seen so far. I'm going to say snorting baby powder is not right. Okay. And I'm going to say eating tape is not right. All right. Well, the I'm... reason I say that is because those two things probably gross me out the most. Because mm-hmm. there's no benefit to snorting baby powder. If anything, that would actually probably give you horrible... I guess there would be repercussions yeah. from your... Uh, that could not be like good for breathing. your system. I, that oh. would just be horrible. And I don't Ooh. think... Unless you're like doing it in small amounts, I guess. But I don't think your body absorbs baby powder like that. Mm-hmm. Like cocaine will just... Right, your so body absorbs cocoa. that. Yeah, your body's made for that, but not for baby powder. All right, so you say you say baby powder and eating tape. And I don't like the tape person. I just don't. <laughs> Maybe it was the way your head gyrated when you were <laughs> pretending to spit it out. Right, but there's something like about that. that that's just you don't want that to be real. It's a little too. Yeah, it's basically uh, the other things. Even though I drinking nail polish is one of those craziest right. things. I, I, we've done this game before, and I know people are fucking crazy. True. And everything else seems more believable, and it could have been the backstory you added to some right. of them, which I'm hoping it is, and, and I'm wrong. Yeah. But I just can't accept that people are snorting baby powder and eating tape. Everything else, Alex, I'm like, well, to each their own. All right, Alex, it's time to find out. Um, it looks like, once again, I have pulled the wool over <laughs> Because the fake ones were the person that is addicted to wool and the person with the eye drops. <laughs> See, I thought the eye drops one may have been one of them, but I know people. I think I know people who are slightly addicted to eye drops, and I've read about sure. that. But that's not on the Strange Addiction. Exactly, show. exactly. And someone's got to be addicted to wool. That's that's, oh, that's too perfect. Definitely. I, I almost feel like you may have like caused one of our listeners to have a disorder. Like, like oh, okay, yeah, that, that sounds that great. Makes total sense. It's better than a baby blanket. And I know. <laughs> it's, it's I like know. A, it, it's the most tiny. Perf- what did I say? It's the, the most basic part of the baby blanket. Yeah. Which is already suspect because that isn't part of the baby blanket, but fair enough. I climbed into a into a strange attic head and made a, a crazy explanation. But I know adults who have baby blankets mm-hmm. who still have their tattered old crazy old baby blankets, mm-hmm. and that's kind of weird. But whatever. Yeah. So I could see how they would take it around. Right. I even I've even known people who take small cuts of their blankets around with them, keep them in their pockets. You do really? Yeah, I've I think I've met people like that, but I, I've heard of it for sure. But wow. yeah. What, what's that about? So all these other ones are real? They are real, Alex. Impossible. They're real humans. Impossible. And I've met them on my television. <laughs> How do you drink nail polish? Dude, I don't How even do know. How do you snort baby powder? That was crazy. That was some crazy shit. How do you fuck a car? That, Alex, is what I would like to show you. I would like Does to he sh- do some kind of weird augment in the seat? Alex... Car guy is the weirdest addict we have met yet. I'm still in. That, that was a season three opener, by the way. We opened with uh, dating my car and baby powder because that shit is so fucking crazy. I love dating the car as if like he could possibly move on to other cars. Oh, no, they're committed. You're in an intimate relationship with your car. Mm-hmm. I somehow get sad, they know the Nothing's normal. No, fuck. I can't take this way. You put it in your nose? This is not normal. <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> Baby powder, <laughs> She's just loading up on that shit. <laughs> That's even weirder than I thought. Because I thought the people, when you're storing baby powder, it would be kind of a. Uh, like cocaine. Right. Not... Serious <laughs> relationship with Michael? 
This dude is making out with a car right now. Guys, I don't even know how to explain this. Like, imagine making out with someone, but it's a car. <laughs> Nathaniel is in a committed relationship. It's not that hot of a car, I'll be honest. Named Chase. He met Chase in a resale lot about five years ago. I love that they're they're cool with it. They're like, oh, that's his thing. Body interior and everything just together just seemed to fit. That just felt an instant connection. Nathaniel's obsession first developed as a teenager when he would build model cars and masturbate. Until he met Chase. I find his part most sexy just because the subtle lines curve. I'll give him a kiss here and just kind of caress him down inside. Absolutely love. We always have such a good time together. Oh, when this car wrecks, he's gonna be devastated. True. They go to Lookout Point. Just, this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> this is our new friend, Alex. But Nathaniel's relationship with Chase goes beyond dates and presents. No. Ah! <laughs> I'm comfortable watching. I don't want to watch anymore. <laughs> What's wrong with watching? It's me. With his lover. has his high school ring on. And across his hood. And uh, little things like that. And, uh, and kind of press up against him and, just, and rub against him like that. The grossest thing is watching him kiss and make out with this car. He really likes it. Your car doesn't like it. Your car doesn't like it when you climb under it and masturbate. A quote, it's very special to make love to Chase. You didn't tell me you were going to show me this. I mean, if everybody found out, they'd be worried that it may affect my job. You mean if everyone found out if you put it on national television that you fuck a car? Dude, when they see you kissing this thing, they are going to just... I don't even know how to process what we just saw. Alex, um, I just, I just want to move... I want to give you a, a moment where he comes out to his father... About his relationship. But today, Nathaniel has decided to reveal everything to his father. How do you, why do you watch this, hey, Brad? Dad. This is disturbing. This is the best show. I don't know exactly what it's about, but I like to know. He thinks his son's going to come out of the closet. I'm sponge bathing my lover. I'm, uh, it's my car. I'm just going to come out and say it, I guess. I'm in an intimate relationship with Chase. Um, sexually and emotionally. <laughs> You're in an intimate relationship with your car. That's a car. It's your car. Yes. How does, I don't, how does that work? How do you have a sex car? Not even... Well. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you rub up against it, or I mean, I guess, like right now, you're, That's why I'm fully erect. Somewhere and masturbating to it or with it. I don't know. Like I said, it's disbelief, but at the same time, it's my son. Was it because of divorce? <laughs> Between me and your mom? That did any of this? I, I feel like that may play a small. <laughs> why is it always a divorce? <laughs> Is this because of the divorce? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Obviously. Are, are all my friends who come from divorced, broken homes... Fucking cars? Fucking yes. their cars? Yes, they are. That's what they do. Your family gets a divorce, you fuck a car, Alex. You hope, better hope your parents are never divorced. That's our new friend, Alex. So, uh, how about that? How about these new friends? I don't even... I can't. Why? Because <laughs> it's the best thing in the world? No. It's the best... It is fascinating from, like, a psychological standpoint. Yes. Why would these... I mean, you think... I mean, you know the world is crazy. Oh, yeah. 
But there's some dude out there who is fucking his car. Oh. Okay, that's almost wrong. That cheapens his relationship that's, with the car. He's in a dedicated. He is in love with his car? Loves that car! How does that even... Well, you know, you just, you know, you just, sometimes you just love a car, you know? When a man loves a car... Ah! Mmm, nail polish. It burns your throat, but feels good. What whiskey? Ah! Stop! Okay, well, you're not watching this anymore. Turn it off. We got a show to record, Brad. We got a show to record. She's putting some scissors no! here. Brad, please, let's turn, let's turn this off. That was too much. Oh. Gee, what the fuck is wrong with that bitch? <laughs> Did you see her wince when she put scissors in her fucking hair? She had scissors in her hair. Oh, my God. Dude, I... I, I, I... No, you can't. It's just... How? Did you recall when you watched this? That's almost impossible to... I mean, it's not impossible to watch. I'm slightly exaggerating, I haven't even but... watched the full episode yet. I've only watched, like, the first and the beginning of that one. But man, That is... That is not a good two-parter. I'm gonna drink nail polish. Oh, and I am seemingly normal, but I like to stick sharp, crazy things in my ear. Seriously, what is that fucking she go, bullshit about? Does she go deaf? Um, during the episode? Again, haven't, haven't finished watching it. Oh, we got the tape eater on this one. Well, let me see, um, uh, Addicted to the Brass, the, 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 uh, KKK twins. Well, I, I've seen things similar to this in, like, tabloid magazines and stuff. Like, she would be foxy if she didn't have these things attached to her. You can't even tie your own shoes. The pain, the struggle I do with is really what's that girl, you know, the bath. No, have what I want. <laughs> oh, if it wasn't for those giant things. I'm eating. So she's not consuming it, she's chewing it and spitting chewing it. Chewing it and then spitting it. It's a big deal, there's freaking tape all over the house. Her behavior is natural. Here, that's it, I'm done. So how about those new friends? Sure, it's bad for me, but it's also bad if I don't get what I want. <laughs> I like that, I like that. There is that something about that that's a little bit attractive mm. in its own way. She's just having those giant gross things attached to her. She would be super foxy. Why does she want to get larger than that? I mean, that's gross. I'll be yeah. honest. That's that's to a point that it's like it uh, is gross. That's not helpful. She almost died uh, because like she got an infection. Hmm. But she wants them bigger. I also thought it was interesting when they're showing her at the gym working out. The the boys in the jeep like ogling her. Mm-hmm. No, dudes. That I think that yeah. was more of like a circus freak kind of thing. Yeah, like, that's uh, not. A, that's not like a, oh yeah, that's hot. That's like a oh is. Was she stung by a lot of wasp or something? Are you okay? Did something happen to you? No, you bought those? Why? God, she must be so many thousands of dollars in debt. Oh, I think you mean uh, she already spent a quarter of a million dollars. There you go. Quarter of a million dollars? <laughs> to have giant gross things attached to her chest? Who's paying for this? Did she take out a loan? She's really paying for it. She was married. Uh, she she got divorced because of them. Because her husband was wow, like, really? he's like, he's like, these are too big. This is dangerous for your health. Uh, you can't do this. She's like, well, fine. I'll just get a divorce. I'm gonna get what I want. Kind of like that, but which wasn't like you, that. dog? Yeah. Uh, wow. Ooh. Strangely addicted to her breast. Alex, I want to let you know. Um, there's a show coming up. Um, I think early mid March. Um, it's a new show on TLC. It's I think it's called My Crazy Obsession. It's not quite an addiction. It's an obsession. And hearing about this, I realize because a friend of ours was contacted by TLC for a new show. Who was it? Who do we know that has a crazy obsession? Dude, I can think of a lot of people who have crazy obsessions that I know. I run with a lot of different folks. Uh, but, hmm. They were searching, they were trying to find you know, someone with a crazy obsession, so they were searching the internet, see if they could find something, and they hit pay dirt with a certain friend of ours. <laughs> what's the addiction? Or what's the obsession? My apologies. And her obsession 
Unicorns? Are you kidding me? I don't know. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what what the what the status is. But hopefully we will have a friend that will be a friend of the show and be on TLC. <laughs> because this new show, My Crazy Obsession, looks to be starting in a few weeks. They gotta get her on there. They got to. I remember seeing the pictures. And of I've got her. I've got to weasel my way in. Didn't she have senior pictures with her and her unicorns? Yes. God, they must have made fun of her in high school. I oh, feel so bad. Seriously. She's just being who she is. She had one of the largest unicorn collections. When she was a kid, I know. Oh, definitely. At least in the tri-state area. Yes. Um, I believe. Not the yeah. nation? Or at least the Midwest. Um, I, I want to say in the U.S. Her car is decked out in unicorns. Her her house was decked out in unicorns. We used to live in her place for a well, while. Well, yeah, when I subletted her apartment for the summer, right when we started recording the show. That unicorn body pillow. Oh, my gosh. It was just on the bed. and It was just like, Yikes. Yeah. Like, you really couldn't. Nearly a thousand unicorns cover every little surface in her tiny bedroom. This is when she was 17 years old in high school. She's been collecting them since she's 11. You crazy broad. I guess that is a... I think that's almost hoarding, but not because you're specifically just collecting one thing. Yeah. Crazy. Intrigued by unicorn legend. Obsessed is the word. Oh, Reno. We should get a Reno on the if she if she ends up on TLC. Oh, she's dude, we have to interview. We have to interview her. And if she doesn't go on TLC, we're still gonna we're still we gonna should, we should bring her on our show and do a segment about obsessions on our show. Exactly. Break we're, into that. We're gonna market. scoop TLC. <laughs> we should totally broadcast that in a press release. <laughs> Small podcast. podcast scoops TLC. <laughs> Fuck you. Right up we're there. gonna get in the mix. Yeah. But if she does go on that show and they haven't recorded yet, I'm gonna weasel my way in on that. Dude, please. I'm just gonna be like, be like the person who subletted her apartment. She's like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it was crazy. Crazy guys. I went in there and there was unicorns everywhere. It, it was terrifying. I, I gotta sell it. I had to live there. I had to live in that environment. I gotta, I gotta weasel my way into the show, Alex. You gotta get on there, dude. I want to be on TLC. Not just for you, but for our fans. I just want to be on TLC. Well, you could also make a. You could also have a strange obsession. Well, I'm working on them. I'm working on a couple. I haven't haven't really. I haven't found what's what's my crazy obsession. What's my strange addiction? What can I eat that I shouldn't eat that'll kill me for t- well, to be on TV? Well, don't go crazy with no, it. No, Alex. I need to be on TV. Gross. People are the worst. Wasn't there that one guy that, like, exercised all the time? Yeah. Like, in the morning he went to two gyms, and at the evening, yeah, at lunch was, he went to a gym. And, and his then body like, was, like, completely fucked up because of it. And yeah. it was like, yeah, you'll never be able to walk normal again. Oof. I just gotta hop on that bike. Just gotta do some. I give me gonna get three more sets of these, like, chest presses out. I did 40 minutes this morning. How much more can I do? Can I make that 540 minutes? And then can I work that up into more? If I don't bike a mile before I go to sleep, I won't go to sleep. Aw. Just imagine him like passing out on exercise bikes or it's gross. He'd be like <laughs> in his office, just biking at his desk. Gross. Wow, man. Alex, those are our new friends. That is Those are all of our new friends. Wow. And I'm so glad we met them. And that dude fucks his car. He fucks a car! That was I mean, I'm not gonna try to judge people on that. I mean to each their own, I guess, to a point, but jeez. Mm. It really does put things like that in perspective. It's yeah. like, well as long as no one's hurting anyone, it's fine. I don't know if I want other people to think that's an okay thing to do. Yeah. I mean, I fuck this coffee table, obviously. Oh, uh, well, yeah. That's... But it's a sexy coffee table. I've noticed the curves on it. I mean, but I mean... Oh, look at it. I, I don't even know if we can joke about that, dog. It's Come a little on. weird. It's not as... It, none of it tops the girl putting stuff in her ears. Yeah. Because visually seeing that was like, <clears throat> you're going to stab yourself in the brain, honey. You're not going to be the same after that. Yeah, but you just gotta, you gotta get in there and you gotta clean it. What if an earthquake happens sporadically and she falls on the floor, Whoa. stabbing herself? Whoa. Don't run with scissors and don't run with scissors in your ears. I got nail clippers. Oh, this would be nice to just bur- burrow in oh. there. Oh, 
Why does she do it again? Um, cause she just gotta get in there, gotta get them clean. <laughs> She's gotta get in there. Gotta get in there. She, it feels good, you know. When you just when you just scrape all the debris and dirt and flesh out of your ear hole. Ah! Can you just imagine her like getting one of those like tiny cameras and putting it in your, her ear and actually seeing oh, inside God. of it? That'd probably be like her favorite thing in the world. Oh! That's how to win her heart. Ooh. She looked a lot more normal than some of the other people, mm-hmm. which is also kind of strange. Because yeah. I guess anyone could have a strange addiction. Anyone could have a strange addiction. Do I have a strange addiction? Surely What's not. A strange addiction. I don't think I have anything to the Wearing level scarves? I do. Wearing scarves. I don't wear scarves. Are you strange? Do you have a comp- Are you are you obsessed with scarves? Do you have a crazy obsession? I maybe own three scarves, uh-huh. or four maybe. But, but you got you can't leave the house without one. Well, in the winter, yeah, because it's cold outside. Oh, you see, you gotta play the game. I have four scarves. I'm obsessed. And I have to wear them all at the same time. I keep them in a drawer, and that's where they're safe. And, and I've named them, and I masturbate with them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was talking about me. I masturbate with oh. your scarves. Oh. I, my strange obsession is breaking into your house, sealing your scarves, and masturbating with them. See, and the weird thing about that dude in his car mm-hmm. was that he felt the need to explain that to his dad. Yes. <laughs> I'm in a sexual relationship with my car. What? Well, I rub on it, and I, you know, masturbate in it. Boom! And to it, and for Ew. it, and for the pleasure of it. I keep photos of me, naked, masturbating in its trunk, because it you, likes to look at him. And you know this dude, is like his father was like, okay, my son's about to come out of the closet, I'm going to be supportive, like I love my son, I'm cool with this, I'm, I mean, he seems like a great guy. And hey, he's dude, ready for that. Hey, dude, don't look at that closet. Look at that garage door. That's where he's coming out of. And there's his son. You know, he comes up with his son. His son's washing a car. Just a regular day. Oh, he's always taking care of his car. You know, that's it's tell. You see, he's a good guy. Even if he is gay, that's fine. He's you know he's, he gets things done. I, I'm, I'm curious to meet his boyfriend. Uh, so, uh, so son, uh, so you, oh, oh, you're meeting my boyfriend. This is Chase. My car. That a fuck. Got a boner right now. So he he said, "I love because the dad did say, is this turning you on right now?" Yes, Chase is. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, I'm just gonna. Hey, come on. Ooh. When you're sponge bathing mom, that doesn't turn you on. <laughs> God damn. Actually, oh, no, probably. I... These weirdos. What do you think's up with his roommate? Do you think that she's pining after him in a weird way? Defo. That's. Weird. Why can't I be Chase? Why can't I be a car? For Halloween, she dresses up like a car. She dresses up like a transformer. <laughs> oh, that must be like his favorite <gasps> movie. Oh, he loves that movie. If only like he the first time he saw the new Transformers, he was just blown away. Oh, he's just in the theater, 3D glasses, and a raging boner. Yeah. I wish Chase could become a sentient robot and we could bang it out. You think that was like a contention in the relationship, like a problem area? Like he so saw he, Optimus Prime. And he went back to Chase and oh. the outside is like, Chase, I'm sorry, dude. Chase, I am sorry. Bro, I, I love you, but I... I just had impure thoughts about another car. I had impure thoughts about Optimus Prime. <laughs> he's got that he's got that sexy sway when he walks. See, I don't know if he'd be into Optimus or if he would be into a Bumblebee, oh. the, the mute one. That only talks mm-hmm. to the radio? Because that's yeah. something that's more close to... That Chase could actually do. Yeah. Or like, what if he likes those other? But Bumble, Bumblebee is kind of a tease, you know. It's yeah. like, I mean, maybe he has a fantasy about Bumblebee, but I don't think he wants to settle down with Bumblebee. I, well, I mean, Ratchet's the, Ratchet's the kind of car you can bring home, <laughs> you know, I to meet see, the folks. I can see that. You won't meet the folks much because they got divorced. You know, you see them separately. But you know, holidays it's like meet Ratchet. Hey, we love Ratchet. Hey, mom, great to see. you. It's been a while. I'll meet Ratchet. Oh, nice to meet you, Ratchet. I, dude, I don't. I'm gonna have to. Uh, now, I, I wonder, anyone who tells me, like, yeah, my parents went through a pretty rough divorce, divorce when I was a kid. I'm going to have to start wondering. Get away from my car. 
You gotta be like, you know what? This is my car, and um, I'd appreciate it if you don't look at it that way. Yeah, you gotta watch out. Listeners, Um, if any of you fuck cars, let us know about that, because we want to make sure that we don't... Let Brad know about that. I'd rather live just, in a world no, of No, I just, I want to steer clear of you, honestly. I want to avoid you, because you're terrifying. Do and you don't have, put scissors in your ear! Do you have any strange addictions? Do you have any obsessions? Do you have any connections at TLC? What are they looking for? Yeah, there you go. What what sort of an addiction or, or an obsession can I can I foster to join the ranks of my of my friends? Brad really wants to know. That should be our goal for 2012, getting you on the TLC. <laughs> I wish you didn't thought thought about this in the middle of last year, so it would mm. be more feasible. But you know, right? Well, hey, a lot of hard work and dedication. We can do it. Season two, I'll be there. What about that guy you saw that was like whittling his pencil? Oh, what if we just mimicked him and got? Took that as an example. Mm, you can be that. the whittler. What I can be like the guy. Brad's been whittling ever since we thought about coming on TLC. I mean, all his life. Oh, all my life. I'm, I'm obsessed with not wearing shorts. You're not selling it, Brad. Oh, sorry. When they see some dude just in pants, and, and the, the twist is, I'm not gonna wear shorts. What? Okay. What if I? What, what if I'm? What if I'm strangely addicted to showering? I got a shower Are many times. I, I'm, I'm always down for a shower. You're not a... You're, I'm, I, I, Most you, animals are down for showers, unless I mean, you're like a 13-year-old I, boy. I never record a podcast without taking a shower first. That could be an obsession. Always. Always. I'm down with multiple showers a day. I think it's a great plan. Before you watch a movie, do you take a shower? Just to feel good, just to get in the mood. No, but but before, I, before I'm going to do like some serious work, take a shower, get a clean body, clear thoughts. Now, okay, now that's the kind of talk that'll get you on the show. All right. Clean body, right. clear thoughts before I do anything. You gotta, you gotta go into life professional. That's what I'm about. You gotta look good. All right, you keep you that clean. Keep, you gotta be ready. And you do that by taking a large amount of showers. Got to. Brad, just make your thing. I'm gonna have to kick it up like David Blaine's style. You're gonna have to basically live in the shower. Live in the water. Have you ever, this is gonna sound weird. Have you ever uh, uh, had like a drink in the shower? No, but people talk about this. People talk about shower drinking. You had a hesitation there, Brad. Are you lying to me or have you? No, because okay. I, I keep hearing about this stuff. That's a big thing now, all of a sudden. It's interesting you've heard about it because, yeah, yeah there was someone, uh, we had lunch with someone downtown or we were talking about it and he's like, yeah, every time I'll have like a beer in the shower. I guess just to unwind. It's just like showers are comfortable and relaxing. Why not drink a beer in the shower? Well, people all about, you know, get, get the buzz on in the shower and I, I don't know because apparently like warm water and alcohol and it just, I don't know, it either gets into the system and calms you down and is relaxing or something. I don't know about this. Yeah, I don't maybe, maybe a bath and like and like a you know no, but and a glass of wine see, I can see. And that's the thing; it's not that you're not getting intimate with like a book. Well, not intimate, but you know what I mean. Like, um, so, no, actually, if you get intimate with a book, no, let me know. No, I'll no, see no. what happened. No. Like you're not relaxing with a good book mm. and like a bubble bath right. with votives lit and like words. a nice glass of wine. Oh, that sounds nice. You've already washed your hair; it's mm. up in a towel. Yes, you're just relaxing. Maybe some soothing music's on in the oh, background. Oh, that's, that's pleasant. I've never done that, but I know people who do that. Grab your Kindle. Hmm. Be careful though. Rubber, rubber uh, case for the Kindle. You don't want to drop it. What I've read is you put it in like a Ziploc bag. Oh. And tape it shut. Then you're good. Okay. Then you got it. Then you're reading your Kindle out of a Ziploc bag, and there's other things you need to think about on that front. Hey, but whatever gets you, you through. You got to do what you got to do. Gets you through. We got to do what you got to do. But we're talking about standing up in a shower, just standing there, just standing there, drinking a beer. You've yeah. already bathed. It's just like I'm in the shower. Keep drinking, huh? I can drink all I want in here. If I start sweating alcohol, who cares? It's gone. I'm clean. Yeah, that can't be good. I imagine there's a lot of sweat. Give me a six-pack and a shower. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's weird stuff, man. People do it. We'll find your addiction, Brad. We'll find Guys, it. Guys, suggest one for Brad. 
Do you know if Brad has a strange addiction and that we're not aware of? Help me find it. You've most of you probably well, some of you've listened to a lot of our episodes. I mean, surely you've picked things out. We've hundreds of hours of audio, guys. Come on. It's got to be telling. There's got to be something in there. What's what's in there? I'm too close. I'm too close to the source. I can't see it. I can't see the forest for the trees. We'll get to the bottom of this. We'll find it. And we'll def- I'll definitely be bringing some more strange addicts as the season progresses. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> this might... It kind of disturbs me. And it, well, Alex... It's just there's so much shock. Alex, you have to meet our... Alex, we we all need to meet new friends. And that's what it's, that's what Ramjack is about, meeting new friends. Can I quickly throw in maybe a buy for another show really quick? Mm-hmm. There's a show that I recently found on Netflix. It's all on Netflix. Called The Colony. Have you ever seen or heard about this? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. The basic premise is... They uh, take these random groups of people um, and simulate a post-apocalyptic world in a very isolated part of um, Mm -hmm. L.A. And they're supposed to just live. Mm -hmm. I want to... The last episode I saw, which was the season finale, the first season, um, they had been in there for 61 days. That's actually a pretty long time. Mm -hmm. But before they actually started the whole... They call it the experiment. They made them be sleep-deprived for like 30-something hours, 32 hours. So they're already on low sleep, and they have, like, no food, and I guess it simulates it, but it's not real. Right. I, you see planes, like, advertisements flying in the sky. It's like, oh, yeah. there's people around. But after a while, they start believing it's real. And you want to stop for a second and be like, yo, dog, this isn't real, dude. Yeah. These people who just rolled up on their motorcycles aren't going to hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I've never watched it, but I've, like, seen bits where I'm like, this looks too fakey-fake. And two, well, well like, here's the thing. It feels fakey fake in the first episode because they're still feeling it out. But right. I promise you, once they get into it, it's pretty neat because they educate you in one thing. Right. So that's always neat. And it's almost like a junkyard war. It's like, what can we make out of all this shit? But they start believing it in a right, way right. that's scary. Yeah, the people playing it get into it. But I'm like, but they have like the extras that like come in the mix and they're like, we're the band of raiders. They're yeah. coming to get your stuff. That and that looks like, like so fakey fake. But these awful. people believe it and it's like, yeah. what? But they're getting real about it. The one, there was one guy who is a Jizo, mm-hmm. but you don't find that out until like the fourth episode where they come across a, a like a traveling band of Jizos just mm-hmm. like the end is nigh this is God doing this to us and they're like come up to these people who are getting water by the river and it's like could you spare some food can you just give us some something and like if this is a real post-apocalyptic world the guys are like no we don't have any keep going good luck but there's a Jizo who's just you just mentioned God or something in charity and he's like I felt like God put them in my I gave him he gave him his stuff but they're not real it's like dude if okay now look if this was an actual post-apocalyptic world and you came across people that were starving and needed food then you've got a decision to make can you spare food to give them and that's a moral that's a moral quandary but if you know that you are on a television show and the fake people that are getting food are actors that don't need food guess what you don't do you don't give them your food because they don't need it because they're not really starving. They're going to go get a Starbucks uh, like an hour after they, you give them that water. They're going to walk across the street. Need. Yeah. They're going to walk across <laughs> the street and get a triple venti. Oh. They're going to go. They're gonna be at In-N-Out Burger with their shake. Just be like, yeah, I look at that dude, I winked at him, and I got him to give me water. Two gallons of it. Sucker born every minute. I just put it in my water gun and start squirting people. <laughs> Squirt, squirt. <laughs> Just poured it out in front of him, looking oh, at him like, you fucking dumbass. idiot. Um, but that's that's how you get stuff in the post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. You just bring Jizo in it. And I bet that you could probably take advantage of Jizos everywhere by saying that. All you gotta do is be like, you know, God 
well, Jesus, well, I now I'm confused because we all know Jesus died in Japan. Right, right, right. And he didn't actually die on the cross. But you could easily go with the old knowledge and be like, you know, Jesus died on the cross for you. I don't want to die Okay, here's what now. we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Alex. We're going to go to a sushi place and we're going to be like, listen, um... <laughs> I just I want to know I want to let you know God bless that yeah, um, God bless a lot uh, praise Him a lot Jesus He is holy a lot Jesus brother died on the cross for all of us and that's so great yeah um could we get an extra spring roll or something he died. could we get a rainbow roll on the house because maybe Jesus loves us all can you please can you spare an extra can roll you, can you can you spare a California roll it's just what I'm thinking about just a spicy Jesus tuna brother roll. Spicy taking tuna his roll. place uh, and then Jesus just kicking back in Japan oh, living the life. I want to get closer to that. That's why I'm here. I'm here to get closer to God. Yeah. Could you just comp this meal? I mean, Jesus would, right? Hmm. I mean, I like to think about what the Lord does in this situation. Yeah. Well, bless him. He is bless him. Bless him. He's risen. God bless. Let's try it. Dude, I, I recommend the show. I think you would actually get into it if you started uh, yeah. watching it. I may dip in. There's also a point where they bring kids begging, mm -hmm. and they take it real. They're like, there are kids outside who are starving. It's like, no! They had not have before they came! This... Look at those fat cheeks! They've been getting food somewhere! <laughs> that kid just got just got off an audition for Modern Family. Yeah, it's... <laughs> like, leave it. Like, you don't need it. There are women and children out there. Yeah! You're... <laughs> Yeah, I saw that bitch on fucking Californication. Like, calm down. They're just shitty actors. Can't you tell by how shitty they're acting? Dude, at one point, they bring this dude's wife into the mix. Like, he didn't expect oh. it at all, and she came up as, like, playing along with the game. Oh. And she's with the kids. And they're, like, like he goes kind of crazy for a second. He's thinking, what? And he sees her and immediately opens the gate. Just like, no questions oh. asked. Brings her in, like, crying. And the other people try to start kind of getting in. They're like, no, get out. <laughs> oh, that is psychological warfare. Or break him down, then bring him in his wife and just being like, what? Ah! There's one guy at the end. Is she in the game? Did she get pulled into the game? Yeah, she's yeah, she's it? in it then. Whoa, I like that. I like that. Dude, and those marauders, man. It's like you're on Survivor and you don't know you're making it and all of a sudden it's like, Hey Alex, what's up? We're recording a podcast from the TV show we're on. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's win some challenges. There's one guy on there who served prison time because he was trafficking drugs. Mm -hmm. And I think that he thinks it's real now. There's a few people on there that kind of, kind of remember the world they had before this 461 days. Mm -hmm. But there's other people which, because... At the end of it, they could do a climax where they're like, we can't stay in downtown L.A. We have to get out. So they build a car. But he's looking at the camera like in the confessionals saying, I think I'm going to stay behind. He's like, I love these people. I want them safe. But I think I can do good here. I think I'm one of the only people that can actually rebuild this city. <laughs> and he's, and he's, he Dude, thinks it's real. Thing. He tries, like, he, he does things to, like, protect them that are just weird. Do they just deceive them? Do they just make them think this is real? They just pull people off the street and be like, oh, no, the post-apocalyptic world. Oh, no, the bombs were dropped last night. Didn't you know? See, and Sign I... this, by the way. I would love... Don't bother about the cameras. Don't pay any attention. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> they're just all in black suit. Like, they're just like, they call them the shadow people or something. <laughs> Don't they're documenting the all of it. Oh, man. Dude, I... You, get on I that shit. It. I love that. I'm gonna get on that. Get on it. Can you just spare a dime, please? Oh. Je as Jesus of Japan would want you to. <laughs> Japanese Jesus. The Jesus. Mm, mm. Um, you mentioned Starbucks. Yeah. Alex, I've had the most expensive Starbucks drink ever Did you? Created. The $23 one? Yeah. Why did you do that? I Well, I didn't buy it. Um, they, they just made them at our Starbucks, and I was there working on some stuff the other night, and they were just handing out samples. They're like, hey, do you want to try the most expensive Starbucks drink ever? Oh, I, I picked the wrong night not to go to Starbucks. Oh, I had it. 
had it. What'd you think? Grossest thing ever or great? Not bad, but not good. Certainly not worth the money. It was, I mean, because it's, it's bizarre. It's like a lot of espresso and chocolate and shots. And, well, it's every type of shot they have. And it's cold and uh, it's crazy. Hmm. It's like everything's in the mix. But yeah, I've had that now. I've had it. Interesting. Where there are no lands left to conquer. How many shots of espresso are in it? Just one? I uh, no, I think a few. Six. But there's just so much sugar and stuff that it's like it just kind of blends down, and you don't really notice the strength of it. But yeah, it was something to have. If you ever get the chance, try it. I'm gonna call him out on that because when I went to Starbucks the other day, um, that one guy was there. Um, again, I hadn't seen him there in a while, mm-hmm. and uh, they have uh, chocolate covered. Cranberries there now? Yeah, I saw those. I saw the package and picked it up. I was like, what is this? And he looked at me and said, hold out your paw. Get your little bear paw out. And I was like, what? He's like, and he... Here's a real bear paw. And he, wow. Yeah, the, the wording was interesting. But he shook the a, a bag they had opened behind the counter. He's like, are these new? And he said, yeah, they're brand new. We tried them out. And he's like, I don't really like them that much. But, you know, try them. Gave me three of them. They're not bad. I actually kind of like them. He didn't like them at all. But I almost bought them last night, actually. I would recommend... Give them a try. They taste a little okay. weird. All right. They have an interesting flavor. Mm-hmm. Almost too cranberry-esque. Which Did the ones you have taste like roofies, perchance? Because I know you lost some time the other day. Oh, my God. After you stuck out your bear paw. Hold out your little paw there. Dude, I am 28 years old. I, you are a kid. Come on. Well, I mean, come on. Um, but we're moving on. I think we're going to get someplace that feels a little safer. Yeah. A little more comfortable. Someplace where we know where, so a place where we know where we stand. Please. So here we are with a Ramjack dramatic reading of part three of the Belvedere and the Butterfly. When we last saw Kevin and Heather, their visit to the dimension known as Bayside number 546A13 had been abruptly cut short. Slashed to atomic ribbons in a ghastly display, their disappearance had been sufficiently mourned by both Mr. Belvedere and the new batch of California compatriots. Lisa Turtle seemed to be particularly touched by this development, having already seen her friends lost in the machinations of the X-Beam. As they ventured out of Bayside's relatively safe storage closet and into the bowels of the school proper, determined to put Mr. B's plan in motion, the emotional African girl found it hard to keep up. She placed a hand on the Englishman's powerful left arm. I'm so scared, she whispered, her fear mixing with grief and a surging need to bed this tall cup of steaming hot tea. Belvedere rolled his eyes. Come, come, young lady, stop dawdling. But this is not the story of Lisa's evolving infatuation with one Lynn Belvedere. No. Instead, we follow the trail of Kevin and Heather, as their lives had not been snuffed out just yet. Far from it. Amidst swirling gales and an audible chaos similar to that of six crashing Hindenburgs, they found themselves very much alive, reformed, atom for atom. True, they were even worse for wear now, their clothes reduced to shreds, and bodies properly bruised. But still, their joy was palpable. Oh, Kevin, thank God. I thought we were goners for sure. Heather embraced her brother, squeezing his chest to hers, while feeling the now bare expanse of his back. Kevin pulled away, slightly matching her steady gaze. Me too. I thought I'd never see you again. Kevin was filled with a hitherto unknown sense of courage. A fire fueled by their recent adventures, he felt like a man. Someone who had been through a great trial and thus deserved a prize worthy of such hardship. Kevin Owens, what are you thinking? Heather held her breath, closed her eyes. And as Kevin leaned forward, she knew what was coming. A kiss, she would be taken. Now, here for the first time, 
she would go all the way with her brother. Was it wrong? She cared not for that question. For God's sake, she thought, we're not even in our own dimension anymore. Who cares what others might think? Let it happen. This train of thought was slightly derailed by a single question. Hold on. Where are we exactly? She opened her eyes to look around, and in the process screamed at what she saw. Kevin, watch out! Huh? Kevin turned, just in time to push his love to the ground, narrowly dodging the blade of an ancient Chinese sword. The weapon was wielded by a truly fearsome-looking individual. Immensely tall, lean, and limber like a scarecrow come to unnatural life. With his long, white lab coat, protruding goggles, and steel-toed boots, this fellow was a spooky sight to behold. Not that Kevin and Heather had much time to absorb these details, mind you, as they found themselves trying to avoid about a dozen more swipes from their adversary's blade. You dare come back here? The man shrieked his voice hoarse, yet dripping with rage as he swapped at the poor, beset-upon children. You dare try to steal from me again? Soon, he had them cornered, the sword's tip placed ever so gently under Kevin's quivering cheek. Any last words, you abhorrent thieves? Kevin held up his hand in surrender. We haven't done anything. Uh, we didn't even know how we got here. Such lies. Time to die, fools. But as this madman raised his sword to deal the ultimate blow, Heather leapt forward, all too eager to shield her brother from death itself. No! Don't do this! I swear he's telling the truth! We're from another dimension! Another world entirely! I know that doesn't make sense! But please, we're not thieves! Don't kill my brother! Our protagonist saw the fury gradually drain from the stranger's pair of once bloodthirsty eyes. The sword was lowered, and soon all that had once seemed spine-chilling about this ghoul of a man had vanished entirely. He now simply looked like a tired soul, pale and worn down to a stub. I'm sorry, he sighed, his voice quavering now. You'll, you'll have to excuse me. Someone broke into my lab recently. They stole something very valuable to me, and I suppose I've been on edge ever since. He turned and walked away, the blade scraping against the floor. The sound was like that of a mournful woman lost and crying in a cave. At this point, Kevin and Heather were finally able to take in their surroundings. They had indeed appeared in the middle of a great laboratory, filled to the brim with shelves of thick books, percolating beakers, and other vaguely scientific equipment. Heather turned and made a motion to Kevin, who still felt uneasy. Just who was this guy, he wondered. Was he a ninja? They noticed him stop in the middle of the room. He turned, his eyes wide. Wait, did you say you were from another dimension? Heather's spirits perked immediately, glad as she was for this idea to be taken seriously. She explained their situation as best she could, and when their tale had been told, the listener seemed more than a bit overwhelmed. He ran to a nearby table and picked up a small object, which he presented to the children. The device this screech used to make contact with your world, did it, did it look like this? Yeah, that's it all right, Kevin declared. You got a portal generator too? Yes, yes indeed. My first prototype was the item swiped from this lab not a week ago, so I've been working on the second model ever since. Oh, does it work? Maybe you could use it to help us get back to our friends at Bayside. The youthful pair waited expectantly, but it was clear their new companion was worried. You must understand that opening dimensional portals, using them to travel between various worlds, this is all a very dangerous, risky field of wholly untested science. You see, my generator is powered by a black diamond. A black diamond? Kevin was intrigued, if also confused. Yes, 
the goggled gentleman popped open the back of the generator to reveal a large night-like gem that hummed almost imperceptibly. Black diamonds are known for their fascinating, almost mystical properties, which makes sense as they come from asteroids that have seen the farthest reaches of our universe. Manipulating its atomic vibration results in the creation of portals, but that kind of power is highly unstable. And if used by the wrong person, someone who himself is unstable at heart, that power could prove extremely temperamental. I don't know if I have the, the fortitude to survive such a trip. Heather stepped forward, her expression warm and understanding. Sir, you shouldn't worry so much. I mean, my brother and I survived our, our first trip, didn't we? And heck, the X being tore us to shreds, but we're still here, safe and sound. If we can make it through all that, you should have no trouble at all. Right, Kevin? Kevin nodded. He had no idea what was going on. Not really. The gentleman's face was infused with a newfound sense of confidence, his mouth widening to a goofy, almost childlike grin. You're right. I mustn't be a coward, and you need my help. Besides, you said the Bayside Gang needed three people from another world to help solve this predicament. With me on your side, the odds are even better, yes? The children nodded. What's more, I'd love to meet this Screech and find out just how his generator works. Perhaps he too has learned of the properties of the Black Diamond. I'll set to work on opening a proper portal. What was the name of your desired dimension again? Bayside, number 546A13, Heather repeated. The man nodded and began to tweak the settings of his portal generator. Kevin, knowing this was his chance to get in a word with his sister, took her aside for a moment. What's up? She asked. Look, um, I know I'm not that smart, and all this is all moving pretty fast for me, but but do you like this guy? More than me, I mean. And, and what about that Zack? I just feel like there's so many guys out there. Guys who are better than me. Smarter. More handsome. If you want to be with them, you should tell me. The slightest pause hung in the air before Heather placed her hand on Kevin's crotch. Her voice, a sultry whisper. They have nothing on you, Kevin. Like I said, we've survived this much, and if we ever get home, I'll make sure it will have been worth the trouble, alright? Kevin nodded, his brow covered with sweat. Alright, children, let's go! The press of a button resulted in yet another bright blue portal opening up before their very eyes. Wait! Kevin cried out over the deafening din. You never told us what your name was! The scarecrow-like man, this truly odd scientist with his lab coat, goggles, boots, and sword of the Eastern Hemisphere, which he had never dropped, not even for an instant, stared back at them with pride. Douglas! Douglas Pembroke! And with that, our trio took the next step on their incredible journey. <gasps> Douglas! <laughs> oh! Yes! Nice. Oh, I love it. I love going back to Charles and Charge. It, oh, good it times. It seems like forever that that was a part of the show. Seriously. It's forever in my heart. Oh. Douglas is in the game. He's going to help them. He's going to help them. Yes, he is. Well done. Oh. <laughs> that other just grabbed his crotch. Hey, it's Heather. She knows what she wants. She's not she, afraid to go she, after she it. She's going to go for it. She's going to go for it. So, uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be awaiting that next chapter. Yes, Jonathan, please, with haste. Indeed. And I, and I know all of you are awaiting it as well. Well, I mean, I guess speaking of Mr. Belvedere, should we go ahead and get started? Should we go again and get started with our friend, Mr. Belvedere? Streets on the China never mattered before. Who cares? So, Brad, I don't even remember who summed up the other episodes. So, do we want to start fresh? Which one do you want to Sure. Um, which one would you prefer? Um, I would prefer Saved by the Bell if that's alright with you. That's going to be hard for you. 
or easy, because I mean, it's. I think it'll be fun. Is <laughs> what it'll be. <laughs> As opposed to the Belvedere episode? Well, I mean, Belvedere is awesome. There's a, I mean, honestly, great episode of Belvedere. Um, I will leave it to you. So I guess, as always, I have a minute to surmise the episode. Alex, you're going to have 60 seconds. And do with that what you can. Wesley's Friend. That is the episode. All right. One that I've been looking forward to for a while. Count me in. All right, and you will start in three, two, one, go. Guys, everything's fine on Mr. Belvedere. Um, Kevin's taking a home ec class and is going to learn how to cook. He's also sewing the hem of Heather's dress to his own liking and accord. Um, so there's that going on in the background of everything. But the main story here is that Wesley T has a little friend named Danny, and um, he's fine, except for the AIDS. Because he has full-blown AIDS, and I guess they didn't realize it. So they dr- took him out of school, because no one understands how AIDS works in the 80s. And uh, it's a very special episode, because Danny and uh, Wesley T were best friends, and they were going to uh, play presidents in the big pageant at school. Uh, Wesley T going to be Taft. <laughs> Uh, against all, I mean, come on. And uh, then little Danny being uh, Lincoln. But because of the AIDS, he can't. And Wesley's afraid that he can't borrow the Lincoln suit because he gets to take his place because who wants to be Taft? Uh, in the pageant, he's worried that he's not going to be able to... Uh, he, that he'll get AIDS from the suit or the costume that Danny had. He's not going to get AIDS. We all learn a thing in theory about AIDS. This is the school. And, um, yeah, there's a trip to Gettysburg because that's like this kid's one of his last bucket list items. Um, and all is right with the world. That's Mr. Belvedere this week, guys. All right, one minute, ten seconds. You a know, very special episode. For a special episode, I think ten seconds over is hey, fine. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. It's really more of a suggestion than a, yeah. than a hard and fast time limit. Um, guys, how how long have we all been waiting for this episode? Me, it's been hard because I knew it was coming up and I didn't want to spoil it for Alex. I assumed it was a lot further in this season, like yeah. the television. Show. I have known for about a month, a month and a half, and it's just been biting my tongue knowing that it was coming up. And every time we had to stop for a birthday pick, everything, I'm just like, I just want to watch it. I want to see it. Oh. First of all, it's a very special episode. We get like that. We get like you know the cold opening, but then there's a slow fade out when we find out. Yeah, this kid. Yeah, he got caught with the AIDS or something. Ooh. And you know it's gonna be serious because they do that slow fade out and then bring up the theme music, and I like that. What I didn't like in the beginning <laughs> was we see um, Kevin. I guess struggling to uh, change the hem on Heather's skirt. Never mentioned why. In fact, she seems surprised later that it's happened or changed. Yeah. Like, he just put it on himself because he's taking home egg. He'll do some things. He'll mm-hmm. shorten his sister's skirt or put a slit in it up to her thigh. Mm-hmm. Uh, as brothers would. He's also right. baking muffins. Right, which George is like, George, giant homophobe, of course. Yeah. He's just uh, freaked out by this. I think Kevin's playing his dad because I think he's doing it on purpose as a diversion. It's like when Dad asks, because Kevin doesn't really lie, when someone just surprises him, he's like, so what are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm aiming up uh, Heather's skirt for a more, like, sexy cut. And I'm also baking muffins. It's for school. Yeah, if you take a toothpick and, like, put it in there, you can tell if they're done or not. Are they done, Dad? I'm just trying to get an easy A. You, you mean you're... Which... My easy A. Um, he's trying to get laid. He's, he's trying to bang his He's going to that easy A. He's like, hey, he says, him to skirt for you. Um, Kevin, inappropriate. Is it? Mm-hmm. Um... Where's that hand going? But, Whoa! But George, he's like, son, we did have the talk, right? He's like, what What talk, George? The the talk that um, my mother had with me, the one where it's like, never bring home a, a black person or a man. Never bring home a black girl or a man. But you That's can bring, the talk. But you can bring home a prostitute, which they've done before on the yes. show. <laughs> fine. Pregnant girl, fine. You can bring home an activist. or Pregnant like, white girl, activist, or uh, prostitutes, fine. Totes, fine. Never bring home... 
Never nope. bring home a oh, dude. Don't do it. I know. Are there black people in Mr. Belvedere world? Yes, there's one in this episode, a little kid. There is. Sorry, I don't That even... may be the only um yeah, black person in all of it. That kid had an awesome moment, which we'll get to, but So yeah, that's that's where we start with. Everything seems a, a little suspect, but we're quickly drawn away from the incest that's in the family with the sobering news of the AIDS. Well well first Wesley D walks in and he's wearing this outfit and he's like, It's for my pageant school and I immediately I'm like, Oh manzies. Because you see you see the <laughs> The padded stomach, and I'm like, surely it must be... Surprise, surprise. He's taft! Aw, oh, poor Wesley T. He's gonna have to eat so many ghost dicks. Oh, so many ghost dicks. And that's gonna be awkward on stage, especially mm. for, like, a, a grade school pageant. But, yeah, then we find out that he had to be taft, because I guess he was late to picking or something like that, or the teacher hates him. He's just making up with that Huffnagel girl. Because he was, he was playing doctor with the Huffnagel girl. Yeah. Way to go, Wesley T. Wesley T, I, T, I, I just, like it. Okay. Because Holly Huffnagel, she's in the class and she's playing a president? Like, I want to say there was banter about that, which was odd. Mm. And there are no women in the pageant that we see at the end, unless they're backstage. Well, we only see, like, five kids in the pageant. And there's only parents of maybe, like, eight kids. So there's there's multiple pageants. Yeah, there's got to be. Otherwise, just a bunch of parents don't care. And a lot of parents don't want to sit through all the presidents. Come oh, on. Boring. I just want to get to Teddy. Come on. That makes sense, actually, splitting them up. Yeah. I don't want to see anything shit about Monroe. Fuck that. Oh, then you have like a mixer like afterwards and all the parents come mm. together with the other kids and they talk about what presents that they watch. Well, which ones did yours have? Oh, we had Teddy and um Oh, you were in the Teddy and group? Reagan. Yeah. Yeah, standing room only. Yeah. I I skipped I skipped my kid. My kid was Jefferson, but I just want I just wanted to slip in and Did watch you, Teddy. But could you tell me anything about Jefferson? Because I'm a little bit rusty on what I learned, and then and then they're learning oh, together. It's learning. It's, it's a, a communal learning experience. It's, it's about educating not only the children but the community. I like that kind of progression. Mm -hmm. Do you think Belvedere and that one teacher he was seeing are you know mm. responsible for that? That sounds like a Belvedere. It could game. be. Could be. It's like well, you like a, like with the, I was reading about this where children in like immersion schooling where they just uh -huh. go and like completely immerse themselves in a new language. Um, or like, identity in this case. I well, guess, no, about, president. no, just about this about immersion schools. Like because the kids are just learning that new language, that they bring home a lot of it to the parents, of course. Oh. And part of that is teaching the parents the language. So it's like you send your kid to immersion school, you're learning a new language as well. Hmm. And that's all part of it because we're educating the public. That's what it's about, and that's what this school is doing as well. Only with president facts. Yeah. Are they good? Just listen to our podcast. <laughs> It's that easy, guys. Um, but yeah, maybe he'll get George Washington next year. Who knows? Because they do it yearly, which is also kind of weird. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, little Danny, basically his best friend, bestest friend that we've never got heard in trouble of. at school. He must have been in big trouble because they took him out of class and took him home immediately. Uh, he was caught with AIDS, oh. with his pants down right there <laughs> on the playground. <laughs> He's got AIDS. And then Wesley, because Wesley T's like, he just assumes it's like getting caught with like chewing gum. <laughs> yeah, which I think is a little, I guess, because yeah, I guess gum was like a huge thing, at least in middle school for us, especially, like you couldn't chew gum. Yeah, you, kids aren't allowed to chew gum in school because they'll spit it out and, you know, you've made a mess of the place. So that's what Wesley T equates it to because he doesn't know he's a child. And everyone else is like, God damn, AIDS! George is, George is totally befuddled. He's like, oh, how did this little kid get AIDS? I mean, his dad has talked with him, right? I mean, he's old enough. No, George, shut oh, up. Had a blood transfusion. Added, but he's uh, 
a hemophiliac or something? Yeah. yeah. And George's like, well, don't, don't they test for those kind of things? Belvedere's like, they do now. A sobering they do now. Guys, this is mid-80s. Like, I was reading, this was like one of the first um, pro- television shows that actually dealt with AIDS on TV. <laughs> How crazy is that? AIDS, AIDS and then rape. The, the episode... Der- Directly preceding it. Well, first, first one we're dealing with a huge problem of Jason Bateman being a rapist, <laughs> a problem we all deal with in society, and now we're gonna hit with AIDS, kid oh, AIDS, man. child AIDS. Another thing is they say there's a statistic in this episode. There's a lot of there's a lot of times where you can tell they're just like reading from fact sheets or something in the script, but <laughs> they got from the library. Yeah, oh, we'll get to or that. from the <laughs> single volume of the encyclopedia oh, from fuck. the fifties. But um. They, they say something about um, 296, um, there are only 296 um, cases of of uh, uh, children, basically children with AIDS. And like, what? All from blood transfusion, we hope. Like, th- only 300 kids with AIDS diagnosed? Is that like... That's a lot of AIDS. That's a lot of children with AIDS. That is, but it doesn't seem like, I mean, not I guess that's... I guess that's diagnosed in the U.S. I'm guessing not worldwide. Oh no, dude! That, <laughs> it is the early '80s. Like, shit, There's like 300 in like a square mile in certain parts of Africa, yeah. if not more. But this is early '80s when they're just finding out what the shit is, too. Yeah. So that's all they have documented: 300 cases of minors with AIDS in the states. Crazy. Wow. Little Danny is one of them. And he's one of them. He doesn't because we know, and maybe it's also kind of, I guess, playing to the ignorances of the age. But we know that AIDS is the virus caused by HIV. Right. So to have AIDS full blown means he, <laughs> he went through HIV and yep. is now experiencing AIDS, and he shouldn't be acting. I think the way he is, he seems totally fine. Well, but if he gets a scrape, uh-huh. if he gets a cut or an infection, yeah. he is dead within yeah, he's days. Done-so. Just done-so. gone. Yeah. So it's kind of weird that he's be so carefree and just allowed to roam around the neighborhood. But I mean, that's how I guess you would want to live. If like, sure. I want to live like any other day. It is, oh, mansies. And the whole thing is, like, uh, he's apparently known for a little while, but the problem is that he told some kids at school, they found out, and everyone freaked out, and there was a big hubbub, of course. Yeah, because people don't know anything about AIDS. Yeah, it's impossible it's, to find anything out about AIDS. It's impossible. We have outdated information, and not all of us can call the Atlanta, I guess, what was it? CDC? Yeah. It was, because, yeah, and, like, this really, like, this sets it in its time, because we see George pulling out the old-timey encyclopedia, and he's like, there's nothing about AIDS in here! Well, this encyclopedia is from 1956. Well, they could have thought about it, a little bit about the future. George, how do you think the world works? Don't worry, Marsh has gone to the library. <laughs> what?! She's doing some proper studying this time. You, you fools can't just get on the internet? Oh my god! Dude, she had to go to that Dewey Decimal System. She had to go to the card catalog. She had to open the... At least she just mm. got with the A's. It was like AIDS. Oh, man, Jesus. Oh, they had to ask because those books just were in there. There's no WebMD. No. no oh, no Web. Oh, man. Can you imagine having the symptoms for AIDS and finding out on the internet that you have AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, hmm, let's see. Oh, okay, my well, symptoms? my immune system doesn't seem to be working right. Oh, my T-cells are really low. I checked that with my home T-cell checker that I got. Yeah, it's an app. Oh, I just got it. What is that? Um, oh, I think I... I'm oh, either, narrowed it down to one condition. What I either it? have the rhinovirus or I'm... I got full-blown AIDS. I've got AIDS. <laughs> Seek a doctor's opinion. Well, I might want to look into that. I mean, they're going to be done with it in a few days or die. Because it could be both in a way. Oh. Yeah, guys. When can I, um, hey, doctor, when can I, oh, you can get me in in two weeks? Okay, hope I have that long. I've got full-blown AIDS. And they don't even know what to do with the kid. That's a line in this television show. The kid actually tells someone, 
yeah, I guess I'm just gonna chill at home. You know, they got me a tutor until they find out what to do with me. Well, are they gonna kill him? Like, what? put him on the bonfire. I don't want to burn our child to death. Well, he's got eight full-blown. Let's just take him to the hospital and see if we can pick up something and just put him down. I heard you can catch it just by touching people, just by talking to them. Over the telephone. That's what I heard from so-and-so down the block. Like nobody knows anything. Unless they go to the library like Marsha and investigate. Oh. So many families with AIDS and only the kid got them. Didn't give them to any of the brothers or sisters. And that's just living with them. So, I, so the but Owens, are, they've, they've, they've relaxed. But should they be? Because even though families didn't get AIDS, they live in a unique family where two of their children are fucking. Or at and least one's have, a serial killer. And one's a serial killer. Yeah. So he's already involved with a lot of blood that's strange that he's not aware of. Well, there, there's the moment where like they're like, well, you know... <laughs> Belvedere and George might be uh, having relationships. I true. Mean, I mean, who knows what's going on? So they're all a little worried that they might oh. get AIDS from Wesley, I guess? I, yeah, I guess. Because he's uh, like a sloppy kid. He just like wipes his he's nose. Getting into and, like, scrapes and fights. Food. and Yeah. I mean, Wesley loses a lot of blood. <laughs> and who knows about that poor Huffnagel girl? Oh. Because they sent Wesley down to explain to him about AIDS, which goes horrible, by the way. Mm-hmm. But when he sets them, when they set him down, he's like, look, if this is about me and Holly Huffnagel playing doctor, it was her idea. Whoa! And they're like, what? Hmm? And he says, nothing. Nothing. Let's just say, I, I will leave it at this. She had, she had a clean bill of health, if you know what I'm saying. Whoa! Plus, I have some other questions for you later, Dad. I- <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk about those later. We'll maybe maybe I'll talk we'll to Belvedere that. about that, actually. Yeah. Some weird feelings inside. Is it the AIDS or is it... Nah. Or am I just blossoming into a young adult? I don't understand, Dad. I slash mean, Belvedere's. Well, can we just talk about Danny for a second? Like, with the giant thick glasses and, like, the kind of crossed eyes. He has crossed eyes. He wears the glasses to correct the vision. Like, he seems normal, kid, though. This kid is... I hope, I, hope we, I hope we see him again. Comedy gold, this child. They're gonna, he's going to be at his funeral. He's going to play the mm. accordion not only at that dude's funeral, his accordion teacher funeral, but at his funeral. Well, you know he's going to give the speech. I mean, they're best buds. Yeah, they're the best of friends. So, when they're explaining to Wesley T. about AIDS. Mm-hmm. They do it, and I guess this is just how people explain things back then or now and around. Um, they're very cryptic. You mean they're terrible? They're awful, shitty parents? It's like, you know when people get sick and they die from a disease? That's what he has. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, how did he get it? Well, you know, you get diseases from different ways. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like... You're not explaining anything to no. this kid. This kid has... The, the kid doesn't really have questions about it. He's just like, whatever, he's got AIDS. When's he gonna... So it's, when's he gonna get better? Um, it's gonna be a long time. Two weeks? Yes. It might take two weeks, Wesley, yes. Um... It might take no time. Wh- why don't you just say, um, yo, doggy's gonna die. Well, we know that he doesn't say... They don't say that because they don't know anything about AIDS. I mean, right. we, we go through the journey with them, but we were raised in the 90s, so we know just... Off the top of our heads, a lot of facts about AIDS. True and that. Plus, we're educated and look up science stuff. I mean, we know about AIDS. We know all the AIDS facts. We know all AIDS facts. Though I will say there was someone who told my mom in the 90s, and it's good that they did this for Belvedere. Like, when I was in like, kindergarten or first grade, someone, and it was, like, from a third source, so obviously they were like, you know, so-and-so told me, and he works at a lab, that AIDS is super easy to get. Like, it's like, we're going to get it all from our drinking water. It's just like, it's in saliva, so it stands to reason that we're all going to have AIDS. So, just look on that. Of course, that's total bullshit, but... That old housewife, that old housewife, that housewife that told my mother that, that heard that from her little gaggle of people at the library. Oh. I mean, they didn't know anything back then about it. I mean, my mother didn't really believe her, so obviously, but right, right, right. I remember that ex- because I remember learning about AIDS later and being like, oh, well, that was total bullshit. 
wackiness. People and their conspiracy theories. Oh, it was a different time. It was but a different time. Everyone in this town thinks that about this kid. They, yeah, this town's got a lynch mob. Hence the, hence the phrase, until they find out what to do with me. Dude, just let you live your life. I, they're gonna wicker man this kid. They're gonna wicker man him. Just throw him up in there to set that thing on fire. Not the bees, Dad! Well, we don't know what to do! Sorry! We don't know what to do with What you. are we gonna do? You have acquired immune deficiency syndrome. Hence the bees. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to take him out of his misery. Oh. Just to, just to put his body in shock. So Wesley's gonna get upgraded. He's gonna be able to play Lincoln now. You know Wesley probably like just infected this kid with AIDS. He probably just gave Wesley some gave his kids AIDS. This he that's gave why him the disease. He gave him. He injected him with AIDS blood so he could play Lincoln. And that's the thing, cause he has full blown AIDS. I think maybe he just bypassed HIV. Well, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you do things a lot faster. You know, you pick up things quicker. You, I mean, you just jump through that HIV step straight into the AIDS. It's a lot of pre work. Well, Not knowing that he's going to be uh, Lincoln, unless because it does happen annually. Maybe he realized last year they draw lots right after mm. the pageant. He knew that's Lincoln. I want to get him. Nice. Oh, we're best friends now. Let's hang out. Oh, and you need a blood transfusion here. I, can I push the button? And Eight. obviously nobody, anyone that gets tapped, everyone feels sorry for them. So of course, if if you know you're missing somebody, whoever's playing tap immediately gets to jump ship and be another president. Hmm. So Wesley killed this boy. Yeah. And that's really the struggle we see. Not the fact that he's like, oh, I might get a disease. But the fact that he's like, no, I can't get attached to you because I'm, I'm killing you. Right. You don't get it. You're marked for death and I was the one who did it. Oh. I am death. Wesley T is death. Yeah. Makes sense. And that's where that hesitation comes from. I like it. It's, it's interesting, though, because Wesley T, he shuns him not because he's afraid of the disease, but because of all the other kids are shunning him. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be the social pariah that hangs out with AIDS kid. Because eventually he gets set straight by Heather. Right. Because she tells him. It's like, look, people can get AIDS by fucking, um, by blood transfusions, or from, you know, bodily fluids exchanging. That's how you get AIDS. Dunzo. Off to my room. After my room, I gotta go put on this dress for for Kevin. I gotta go put on my skirt that I like. What is this? Kevin, why is this cut so tall? When Kevin looks at her and says, hey, sis, oh, you look good in that. Because like, he compliments on her on how good it looks on her. Right. Slit right up to her thigh. Just yeah. like, what is going on? Hey, hey, Kevin. A little more subtle next time. He can't make a he can't make a, um, a meatloaf, meatloaf. Yeah. swan. He just can't form it. He has the worst instincts for making dinner too. He is awful. It's, it's a step away from like just toasting bread and like cooking popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's awful. It's uh, it's he's doing it all for Heather. He would do anything for Heather, but he won't do that. <laughs> meatloaf. Um, <laughs> well, he can't. I <laughs> yeah, he just can't. I don't even. I dudes expelled from expelled from school. Let's be honest. They, they <laughs> force yeah. him not to come to school anymore. Yeah. Um, but we get seen with some other kids in school. Yeah. which is interesting because we never see other kids usually. They have weird lunch etiquette. Mm-hmm. I, I really think they fear Wesley T because Wesley yes. T comes to the. Uh, do you want to explain what happens? Go for it. Go for it. Go for it, dude. So they roll. Wesley T rolls up to his lunch, I guess, table. They all have a pack. He's like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" They're like, oh, hey, Wesley, blah, 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 did you hear about Danny? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, also, we're going to be presidents in the play. Um, I'm no longer Taft, I'm Lincoln. That's cool. He's like, yeah. He reaches over the table to grab the cupcake of the only black friend at the table and says, yeah, now that I'm Lincoln, I get to set you free. Um, 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 he takes a bite out of his cupcake and puts it back down on this thing. Wesley T. Whoa, Wesley. What the fuck is that bullshit? And the friends are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yikes. Inappropriate. That's inappropriate, but guess who I get to be? Who is he? 
He's gonna be Jimmy Carter. There's a smile, and there's a laugh from the audience. Which is awesome. Jimmy Carter is awesome, by the way. Um, but there is an awesome scene later when we see him at the pageant, and we just see him, like, walking off with a giant peanut. Which was awesome! <laughs> I was like, I love this kid. Which seems like a, a, a pretty elaborate set piece to have as, like, a one-off kind of, like, really quick visual joke, but... Yeah, but people were still making fun of Jimmy Carter back then. People still make fun of Jimmy Carter sometimes, but they're assholes. Because Jimmy Carter was fucking awesome. Were we going to unnecessary wars under Jimmy Carter? No. <laughs> Didn't happen. Didn't. But why did he take that dude's cupcake and make that weird racial thing? Because he's George's child? That's what he, yeah. I mean... There you go. Come on. But then they I mean, he infected a kid with AIDS. Let's... I mean, racial aspersions and theft are small potatoes for this kid. So, yeah, I mean, I guess there's the confused feelings as far as, like, whether he should use the suit or not. Because, yeah, because he's like, look, um, uh, Danny brings over the Lincoln suit. He's like, hey, Wesley T., here's my Lincoln costume. My mom washed it. Uh, I guess you can have it now since I am not want allowed. It? Don't want it? Don't want it. Want it? Okay. And he's like, <laughs> no, get away from me, weirdo AIDS kid. Blah, you're gross. Come around back. I'll just come in from the back and give it to you there, so no one sees. Well, this is the thing because, uh, um, you know, Wesley's like, look, because Belvedere's talking to him, and he's like, look, Belvedere, I get it. I get there's nothing wrong with him. I get I should be friends with him. It's the nice thing to do. But look, I got a social situation at school. Yeah. And I can't. It's just unpopular to be friends with AIDS kid. I can't do it. So sorry, you're not winning this one. I gotta shun him. But you're his only friend, and he's dying of AIDS. <laughs> Yeah, tough breaks. He should know. <laughs> he should have known better. I played his funeral. No bigs. Yeah, no bigs. So he's like, "Come on, Mr. Belvedere, you gotta make my my Lincoln costume." Here's a five dollar bill. This is what he looks like. And Belvedere's fine. What's he gonna do? Get Kevin to make it. Yeah, Kevin's looking to make that. So Wesley T comes downstairs in this costume, and it's this ridiculous plaid thing. And like, honestly, the costume wouldn't be that bad. If it was made of the right kind of fabric. <laughs> it's like Kevin just... You, you you mixed up black fabric with plaid? How did that happen? <laughs> That's all I could afford. We went down to the uh, the fabric store. Like, this is on sale. I don't want to spend that much. Maybe that's all the homemade class had. And for a hat, here's a sombrero. Yeah, makeshift. It's the same. You got the suit and you got the hat. Donzo. That's Lincoln. Hey, that was him. What about the beard? No. Was I can't wear this. What am I going to do with the pageants in two hours? <laughs> This girl was like, well, I guess, I, I think I know somewhere you might be able to get a costume. What's he's going to learn a lesson whether he likes it or not? Yeah, kicking and screaming. Oh, so what's he, he's got to call he's gonna call Danny up. He's like, all right, come to the back door. What the fuck? Like, somebody's going to be watching the, the, the Owens house front door? Holly Huffnagel might be. Oh, yeah, she is. Holly Huffnagel knows about that back door, though, too, so maybe... Oh, trust. Wesley T knows about the back door and Holly Huffnagel as well. Whoa! Clean bill of health. Hey! She needs routine checkups, though. <laughs> Defo. Or was he the patient and she the doctor? Uh, I'm sure there was a lot of... Lot you know what? Of, a lot of testing. Probably reverse role play. And they probably, hey. That's how, they, that's how the relationship's kids. going. They gotta learn. They gotta learn somehow. I begrudge no one their joy. So, Danny comes over brings a costume. He's like, here you go. Well, ah, guess I'll be going. Nice being friends with you. Guess I'll leave now. I'm dying of AIDS. <laughs> But here's your costume that I'm bringing to your back door, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Why didn't he go to his house? Oh. That's even more of an insult. Yeah. Hey, hey, bring over your costume for me to wear, to play your part that you can't wear because you're dying of I'm AIDS. doing you a favor. Clean out that closet oh. before you die. <laughs> it's one last thing your parents are going to have to get rid of. 
when you die soon. Help them by bringing it over. Um, so Wesley D has a change of heart, and he's like, all right, look, uh, do you want to come and watch the pageant for realsies? Yeah, friends. Let's be friends, pal. It'll be just like that time we uh, snuck into the movies instead of going seeing. What was the movie they were going to see? Um, they were going to see Bambi. Oh. But they snuck into Porky's. Which, after they say that line, he's like, it'll be just like the time we snuck into Porky's. Both of them are like, yeah! It'll be just like the Porky's <laughs> experience. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> this is a different kind of pageant. <laughs> so that's the kind of pageant this is. Oh, <laughs> What? I don't understand the kind of broish laughter at it. It's just like either. it's like they really like Porky's. Yeah. Aren't they a little young to kind of get into that? And who really likes a movie like Porky's? I've never seen it. I've only inferred like scenes. I guess I've seen yeah, from I like mean, I love the '80s or stuff, and that was like what, trust, five that, years ago. What's the age? That's that's the age you want to be sneaking into Porky's. I just like a raunchy teen. Yeah. I don't want to say comedy. Just like yeah, gross thing. Yeah, when they were young kids. That's when you sneak into a movie like Porky's and think it's awesome. After that, you're just kind of a loser that yeah. watches a shitty movie. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is kind of gross. Mm. Mm. And that was when no one cared what movies you went to see. I miss those days. <laughs> yeah. So they go to the pageant. Wesley T goes up. He's being Lincoln. He's like, oh, you know what, guys? Fuck this. I'm not supposed to be Lincoln. Hey, Danny, get over here. This kid should be Lincoln. But but no one wanted him in school because he's got AIDS. All right, fucking deal with it. everyone's freaking out. Yeah. Why is he on the stage? Oh. A mother actually says, "Get away from him." I remember the kid's name, and she's like, yeah. "Sam, get away from that boy." And then Wesley's like, "What's wrong with you, fuckers? Look, there's nothing wrong with him. He's just dying of AIDS. You're not gonna get it. He's not gonna get it." I am Wesley T. You can call me Dr. Wesley T. And I give this man a clean bill of health. <laughs> Except for the age of these guys. Holly, <laughs> you need to make an appointment next week. <laughs> I think that we need to see if you have AIDS. Holly, we have to do some checkups on you. Trust. And even though there's a health scare, I'm taking it upon myself to check all of my female students. Gotta check them all. Gotta check them all. Gotta check them. So he's like, all right, come on. <laughs> come on, Danny. Now you do the, the uh... Gettysburg address. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, I don't know the Gettysburg address. God damn. No! Fuck you, Danny. Wasn't it Fuck bad, you. Wasn't it bad enough that you have AIDS and you're coming up here and bumming everybody out? <laughs> but now you don't even know the part you were supposed to learn. No! I mean, I know you got a lot on your plate, but fuck, dude. Jeez, get it together. Are you going to learn it in the week that you had AIDS? Like, the week. <laughs> what oh, you, is that what your game was? Did you forget it while you were dying of AIDS? Man. Oh, slacker. Lame-mo. Well, can you do can you do anything? Can you make some kind of like lame talk about how we're all the same or something? Even though you're dying from AIDS and we should <laughs> still feel bad for you because you're fucking lazy and didn't learn the Gettysburg address? You tell me, Danny. You tell me. <laughs> tell them. Tell them. I do not even remember what he said. Oh I, no, it was a nice little quote though from Lincoln. So it was pleasant enough. And so then they they pageants over. We see our, we see Peanut walking off. That's so awesome. So cool. So great. What to about see that them. weird Japanese steel joke out of nowhere? Oh yeah, this was this episode is so set in its time. I mean, again with the library and the card catalog bullshit and the AIDS and the <laughs> Belvedere's connections to the uh, CDC. Yeah, and the Jimmy Carter joke. But we also get this joke that's um. What is it? one of the kids is something? Oh, he says something about um, establishing relations with Japan. Yeah, and, the steel and everyone trade boos, or whatever. and they're like, "Whoa!" And George is like, "Oh, because there's a lot of people from the steel trade here." Or no, was it steel trade or the auto manufacturers? Something. 
Steel was involved. Okay. So, yeah. A lot of steel there. It's like, wow, this is... All right. This was timely. This is the most timely episode of Belvedere ever in its time. So... But after it's over, they're just hanging on the stage. And they're like, ah, you know what? You know, we're the two Lincolns. We should go visit Gettysburg. In fact, we should make a whole list of things that you want to do before you die. (laughs) And just do them. Ah, Wesley, I, I don't know if I've got that much time. But he, when he says that, there is like a sobering thing. Like that kid's God. like, no, Wesley, I don't think you understand. I'm probably going to die in the next couple of weeks. Oh, harsh. Wesley's like, it doesn't matter, man. Well, Wesley's taking a back from something. He's like, what, why wouldn't you have enough? Oh, because you're dying of oh, AIDS. Oh, yeah, the AIDS thing. Oh. They didn't tell me how long you had. Well, uh, we can definitely do Gettysburg. Sure, Wesley. So sure. Mr. Belvedere comes along. He's like, children, it's time to go. They're like, oh, sorry to keep you waiting for Mr. Belvedere. And they have a little moment, and they hug. Mr. Belvedere's like, no, it was worth it, dog. <laughs> Watching you kids. Seeing that tenderness. Man. Seeing youth, life, living and dying, and children, friendship. That's what it's all about. It's what it is all about. It's a little stand-by-me moment. I'll stand by you. I'll stand by you. So we go to Belvedere, writing this journal. Talking about the Gettysburg trip and how they also went to an amusement park. And, um, yeah, putting on his little uh, northern hat, I guess, from yeah. the, the Union Army. And says, you know, I might write something about how awesome life is and we should treasure it and AIDS and stuff. But, <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to. i sit here with my hat on. <laughs> and pretend I'm a general in the, <laughs> in the Civil War. Hmm. Oh, man, that was an episode of Belvedere. Man. Wow. Wow, wow, indeed, man. What are they going to do next? How can they top this? Jason Bateman is a rapist, and then the AIDS episode, what could be next? I think the next episode is called The Will. The Will. So I don't know if that's... So he's going to die. I, what if Danny's he does die? die? What if it's you know how awesome that would be? <gasps> Danny died and left me his entire fortune. Well, he's a kid, right? So it's like $25 or something? Yep. Yeah. It's $2,500. Whoa! <laughs> Out of twenty five hundred dollars, that's still not a lot of money. It's a lot for a child in the eighties. In the eighties, but I mean, that'd be Wesley hitting pay dirt. Yeah, him and Holly are going on some fun trips together. It's like a couple's vacay (laughs) across town at that hotel that every kid likes. (laughs) I hear they got like drinks that are just like, I guess ice or whatever, like slushes with little umbrellas in them. Every kid's dream. Oh, the best! There's a slide in the pool too. It wasn't he's buying a lab coat. I'll tell you that. No. Taking this practice, open another practice across town. Tons of schools, they I'm all seeing, need a doctor. I'm seeing new patients. He said he saw Doogie Hauser once and was like, "This is awesome." Doogie Hauser's a genius. Yes. Wesley T's got that mad Doogie Hauser game. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Doogie Hauser wasn't a thing yet. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. No, I was I, no, I actually was, I was questioning when it was, but I'm, dude, yeah, it, it probably was. Like, I think yeah. Doogie Hauser was early '90s. Yeah, late late '80s, early '90s. Doogie watched Wesley. Wesley was pre-Doogie. True that. That explains it. Well, Alex, uh, let's cross the country, hmm. dip into Bayside, see what's happening on Save by the Bell. You need to surmise this episode. I think I can do that. It's a Valentine's Day episode. I can't remember what it's called. Maybe it's something... This episode is Isn't It Romantic? Isn't it romantic? you have a minute? <laughs> As I throw my phone onto your... Uh... Coffee table. Be ca- be careful. With my be gentle with my lover, Alex. I <laughs> don't I'm throw sorry. things at it. It doesn't like that. All right. 
Brad, are you ready? I am ready. Okay, on go. One, two, three, go! All right, guys, isn't it romantic? Isn't it romantic when we've gotten Tori out of the universe and everything is back as it should be and we can just look back at some moments? Because this is a clip show, guys. <laughs> it's the Valentine's Day clip show and man, oh man, is it insane. First of all, there's all kinds of bullshit going on. We're seeing we're seeing clips from the last episode. <laughs> That's in the mix. Also, we're seeing some clips from a really long time ago when they're tiny children. Also, we're seeing one clip twice. <laughs> what is that bullshit? <laughs> like, seriously? They show us the end of a scene, and then later, they show us the, the beginning, and then the scene, part of the scene we've already seen before. What was that nonsense? Uh, I will say, we saw some uh, some foxy Kelly Kapowski outfits. Yes. She wears some hot stuff. Uh, Jesse Spano, always super hot. Elisa Turtle, <laughs> so awful. Screech is extra creepy, as you'd expect. But really, and there's a lot of Zach talking to the camera. It's insane. Clip show, best app ever. Awesome. One minute six seconds. All right. Wow, I can't believe I went that long. I, I, was, I was about to go you, into more. What was awesome was, like, was that you were. Yeah, I could see you starting to gear up and then looking at the clock really quick and be like, oh fuck, oh, okay. I uh, sorry. I was like, wind down, wind down, wind down, wind down. Yeah. Here's here's the thing, guys. They realize, they know intrinsically that Tori has been fucking with the universe. Yes. And they're trying to hold on to the natural universe. And that's why Zack is talking to the camera. He's talking to us. And he's telling us about these moments in their lives that they're trying to hold on to. But you can tell Tori is just trying to rip rip it apart again. It's like in Lost with the Constance. Mm -hmm. Like this is the thing that these are emotional things that are so strong yes. in them that yes. they feel that resonate that also resonate through dimensional changes you know like and Zach's like looking at us like please remember this it's like this is real. it's like in Peter Pan where it's like you have to clap to make Tinkerbell come back to life mm -hmm. I do believe in fairies I, believe. I do believe in Saved by the Bell I do believe in Zach Morris these I believe things happen to us this is our reality <laughs> I believe in Jesse Spano and Kelly Kapowski I believe in them please please the little light flickers and they're alive again and it's all back to normal they and, thwarted Tori we're seeing all these yeah. moments. Zach got his god powers back, and he's telling us, oh. the audience, guys, guess what? Everything is right. I'm afraid that there's something on the horizon. Yeah, though. dude. I mean, I'm, I'm scared to watch the next episode. We've come so high, and now it's going to fall back down. Oh. You know Tori's coming back in I a mean, big way. Again, I still, I do love Tori. I yeah, love I, Tori. Of course. But I don't like her machinations with the universe. <laughs> She it's morally weird, wrong. She plays some weird games, and we didn't realize, because again, we're jumping in the last season of Saved by the Bell, we didn't really remember, I guess, just what exactly she's causing the devastation of. Yeah. And that's some young romance. Young romance. These little kids. Little Zach Morris with his super high little kid voice. God. Screech with a crazy lisp. Yeah, he, he worked on that. He did. Good he, job, Dustin Diamond. Great job. Let's give like him some a, credit for that. Like a, a proto-Slater that's not quite ripped yeah. yet, but not quite not. And why were there more than two scenes of Slater hitting on Zack? <laughs> <laughs> they have a cool, weird friendship. There's a lot of that going on. But it's a clip show, but they are, like, present. Like, it's the yeah, present yeah. Valentine's Day, and this this Valentine's Day, this, this Valentine's Day, they're a little lazy. They're like, you know, fuck, let's just go to Zach's restaurant, hang out there at the Max, and just reminisce. We've earned that, right? As, as some some random girl has given Zach uh, roses yeah. on his way to the Max. He's like, hey, check it out. Some broad gave me a bunch of roses. Uh, he rolls in. Him and Kelly are in a relationship again. Yeah, we can almost definitively say that. Yeah, and Kelly gives Zach uh, a Valentine's Day gift. Zach gives Kelly, oh, these roses, these are for you. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think she even kind of begs the question, like, maybe they're just getting back to the relationship and she's all like, Wow, you- roses? Are those for me, Zach? You know I like roses. Oh yeah, yeah, these are for you. Jeff, babe. And then Lisa and Jesse <laughs> also give Zach Valentine's Day gifts. And they're like giant boxes of chocolate. Like, yeah. they all give him- And Zach's like, hey, Kelly, can I borrow a couple of these roses? And he gives it to them. What is this? Also- Hey, where's my rose, preppy? Oh. Slater, you Slater, know, you're a rose, dude. Just, I'm I sorry, you got voted off the table, Ed. Either, either come out of the closet or get better at cloaking it. I mean, I'm just, I need you to just, come on, man. Yeah, dog. I, Jeez. It just gets worse through the episode. Not, yeah. not to say worse. It's, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just that it would be interesting if he came out and was himself on the show. Yeah, that's, I just, it's, it's sad. It's just the cloaking. Yeah. The, the, the sad, like, why are you doing it, man? Don't cloak out. Just be who you are. Be who you are. Oh. Unless you, like, you know, want to stick stuff, sharp stuff in your ears or, like, drink nail polish or something. <laughs> or shovel spoons of freaking baby powder up your nose. <laughs> Alex, in that friends. case, hide it. Those are our in that friends. case, maybe not let people know that you're fucking your car. Don't judge our friends. It's a very special Valentine's Day. I'm going to tell you all, you know, I'm fucking my car. Listen, sometimes... Well, I'm masturbating in it and out and in around it. And under it. Yeah. I'm, I'm under it, kissing the grill. And Don't even make the sounds, fucking, dude. Fucking my car. Uh, wow. But it's so crazy. And, of course, um, now, and Jesse and Slater have broken up. That's very clear. We get that. In the, they actually yeah. say that. Like, we're keeping that bit of continuity in place. Um, I love that Zach and Kelly have this weird, open, quasi relationship. I really love it. Yeah. Because um, it's great. And, of course, Screech is stalking Lisa, as usual. Again. So that's not changed. No. But it's at least it's not, like overly scary. It's not like, hush, honey, we're doing things whether you want to or not. It's more just like, I'm Screech, I've always been right. infatuated with you, whatever. But she's a huge cunt! She is, like a she's giant like, one. She's yeah, like, yeah, last um, last year you gave me a 20-pound chocolate heart. What a dork. What? It's, it's, it's a chocolate heart. What are you bitching about? And then later he gives her a gift of a giant uh, Hershey's Kiss, and she's like, oh, this is great! Bitch, he gave you chocolate and you were just bitching about it. <laughs> this is the problem! <laughs> Make up your fucking mind, you stupid cunt! But she also says, oh, this is, because this is the cursy kiss, she says, oh, this is the kind of kiss I'd like to get from you, Screech. And he's like, oh, oh really? She's what? like, no, really, shut the fuck up. Why are you sitting beside me? Why you got that weird heart vest on? Ugh, it's so bizarre. It's so, so bizarre. Weird. But really, these clips, oh, man, we saw some moments. We saw, we saw, um, we saw Zach and Kelly breaking up over Jeff. Which I think made them when they started the open relationship. Because you can tell they still kind of had feelings for each other. Yeah. Dude, when Mark Paul Gosmer looks at the camera after Kelly is all like, can we still be friends? He's like, yeah, sure. And that, he's yeah. acting his little heart out. Because he, you can tell that he's just like, nope. He's in it. This oh. is, my life is over. This is done. Oh, crazy. Um, how about that hot doctor, hot, hot nurse woman? Oh, I forgot about that episode. Oh, I, I don't know that episode. It's an episode where Zach is trying to, like, I guess two-time Kelly, because he uh -huh. just started going out with her, and then he sees this hot, like, crazy hot. She is hot! For any time, just beyond the 80s. Hot. He's just, like, smoking school nurse, and he's like, I'm gonna... F yes. Yes. Yes, please. Yes! So he kind of, like... So I guess they play a trick on him, like, 
Kelly goes to him and is like, yeah, my boyfriend's doing this. It's weird. And she's like, oh, I'll give him something he's not going to forget. She comes on too strong. Yeah, I don't think she realized. Of course, this also runs the risk of backfiring and Zach being like, cool. Yeah. And like, we're just watching her there in the nurse's yes. room. Bang her there. Dude, it's, I, that's probably one of Zach's, that's why it's so strong a memory for him because it's one, one regret. Yeah, of course it is. Fuck that amazingly attractive doctor. That's like the biggest, I, I regret that. I have a regret for this fictional character yes. not banging the hot nurse. He gets, he gets, what, he just, I don't even know how to, he, you can't, you can't, it's unexplainable. What, what happened, Zach? I, I can understand someone fucking a car more than I can understand someone not fucking that nurse. But she's. But what scares him is the fact that you know she's coming on to him. She takes off her lab coat and again smoking hot. And Zach's all like, "Yeah, all right. Where do you want me? Where, where where's this checkup going to take place?" Um. But she says, "You know, don't worry about it. You know, I do have a husband who's a professional wrestler." To which, in my mind, I thought, "Oh, so he's he's a stage actor. He's because and, and a professional wrestler. Yeah, because professional wrestlers. I mean." They're, they're diesel out, but they're actors. They're right. not, yeah. He's yeah. a thespian. Oh, your husband dabbles in theater. Great. <laughs> um, and they're also losers. And yeah. Yeah. So he's like, but that freaks him out. He's like, oh, really? She's like, yeah, Hulk Hogan says he could be the champ. Hulk Hogan's an actor, right? Yeah, There's wh- nothing. What is, it, what is he going to beat up a high school kid? Come on. He'll go to it's prison. worth it. It's worth it. And I, Bang this nurse. And I, I kind of wish that Zach had even said that to her. It's yeah. like, well, he's an adult, right? Yeah. He's not as much a man as you are, Zach. I'm, I'm also playing the role as her. And he's like, oh, cool, because he'll go to prison if he beats me up. And it'll be worth and, it. And it'll be worth it for me. And why would you guys tell? Yeah. Isn't it wrong for you to have sex with me? Let's just, let's let's just, just have, let's stop. just see what this is. Let's stop thinking, no let's one, stop talking, and let's get yeah, the banging. No one has to know beyond this. Oh. No one has to know beyond this. Okay. How about the scene they played twice? <laughs> why did they do it? <laughs> they played the same scene twice in a clip show. Like, they played, first they played a clip from the last episode ridiculous which would it play i thought is this last episode i took me a second to realize it too. i thought it was two episodes ago because in my mind i wasn't prepared for it. there's no. no way they just showed something it was an episode the from love machine with it where slayer yeah it was, in the, the, it was in the theater she's yeah. like i like sitting up front now in the theater she's like uh, do we just sit in the back whatever and he's then i love the line because it's like a like a total pimp moving away he's, he's like oh yeah i like like sitting up front too i, I like sitting closer to is his line and they kind of cuddle up oh good game slater but at the same time it's like you did this yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> this happened yesterday. Oh, uh, let's see that great clip. You remember that great clip from the last episode? And then the one where the Shakespeare one, where they play it twice. Like, what the fuck is that? I, uh, Who plays the same clip twice? There are so many episodes of Saved by the Bell, and there are so seems, many romantic shenanigans. It seems like it's a weird editing choice. Yeah. It seems like, but it's a choice, so I don't understand yeah. what that is. It's crazy. Uh, we see, uh, we see, uh, we see a scene where Zach is in drag going on a date with Screech. No explanation. Well, that's with the whole, because they also have themes of all their going mm. back in time things are like, they're reminiscing. Right. And that's because like, Screech has done everything he can to get with Lisa. He hid in her mm. locker. He did a really scary balloon thing, which <gasps> I don't see how that would attract any human being. Seriously. That was like saw shit. <laughs> Yes. It's like Lisa opens up her locker after, like, rejecting Screech in a bitchy way, and then a giant Screech balloon pops out. What? <laughs> and then a trap locked over her face and she had to cut off her arm. It was crazy, guys. If she crazy wanted to live, shit. she had to get out of that barbed oh. wire and light those candles. Man, and she did it, of course. Yeah. She, she killed, like, three she's people. She's a tough woman. Uh, we get, some, like we get some flashbacks to, uh, um, um, oh, God, to uh, Tori Spelling. Oh, yeah, because... 
when Screech she was, was with her yeah. for a while. Yeah. With his beret and his chess gaming. and Ooh. We get a scene of uh, Jesse and Slater kind of dancing and asking each other out. Alone in a room before the prom. It was super weird. I have no one to go to prom with. You going to some prom with anyone? No. Uh, no. What are we doing? I don't know. What are you doing? We're kind of moving around but not really dancing but kind of swaying but having a conversation which people I hope, I hope no one does that. Never done that with a woman. How, no one's done that ever. No one's just kind of swayed and talked. So, uh, did you see the big game? I'm just, I'm just, Water cooler dancing. I'm just swaying and dancing. Hey. We should dance for the rest of the podcast, Brad. Just talk to each other. All right, guys. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of crazy, uh, crazy It's scenes. even weird to think about what I, I'm like, it's a conscious effort of still I, trying to you're, move. You're dancing more than they were dancing, really. It was just. I, yeah, I guess I was. You have to put a lot less movement into it. It's a weird corny oh, dance to have in the 80s, dude. I don't bizarre. know what's going on. But yeah. But that's also when we find out that they broke up eventually. Like, mm-hmm. and, and she hurt his heart oh, a little broke bit. It, broke it. But then he immediately started going out with other girls. Right, right. And that's how we got over it. And we, we you know, some, of course, we get a couple of scenes where he's hitting on Zach in wacky comedic ways. Because there was the one episode where Zach tried to, like, because Zach and Slater went after Kaylee hardcore when she first came to school when she mm-hmm. was a new girl. Yeah. So, like, the first whole season or two seasons were about Zach finally winning over Kelly. Right. Um,. So there was one episode where it was Valentine's Day and it was like, I guess, a Sadie Hawkins kind of thing where you put your heart around someone's neck and then they go to the Valentine's dance with you. Right. So for Zach to win Kelly, he decided to do a subliminal message thing, like make her a mixtape. Such a good episode. Where he's just like, you love Zach. I wanna dance with you. Like in between like all the music right. things and it's just like all the 80s music. But what happens is it gets played, it gets played over the intercom at school and everyone's in on it because they're playing a right. trick on Jack, Jack, on Zach. And, uh, yeah, uh, Jessie stands up, like, she's just dancing to the music. I, mean, well, I don't know why she asks guys out on dance. Maybe that's just her way of doing it's how it. That's she rolls. But she, everyone's, like, vibing to the music in class, and Jessie's all like, Hey, Zach, you're going to the dance with me, right? And he's like, what? No, that's crazy. But you're going to the dance with me. And, like, every girl in the school wants after Zach. And they, like, ganged up on him, and they tracked him on the stairs. And Slater, Zach's buddy, comes in and is like, Hey, back off. Hey, back off. Takes off his heart necklace, puts it around Zach's neck. He's going to the dance with me. Oh, of course, it's all it's all in jest. They're all playing a big prank. No are one, they? no are one's they? laughing except no one's for laughing. him. All the girls are like, <laughs> like, oh, we knew that was coming. Zach runs. I don't remember having the rest of the episode. Yeah. I'm assuming whatever, uh, but that's such a good episode. though. That is a great episode. Oh god, it was a fun, it was a fun trip back. Yeah, fun trip back. A lot of, a lot of saucy over the shoulder. Yeah. Ah, the cutoff sweater. Tiffany Amber Thiessen was looking hot. She was. I feel kind of weird saying that because I don't know how old they are because oh, they, at this point they, they're adults. Yeah. They're like 20-somethings in the show. Mm. But when they first started filming it, were they like 17 or 18? Because uh, they can't be super young. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Regardless, I... They were, they, were, they were young, but it was a long time ago. The old Screech was a kid. I mean, he Come was on. a lot younger than any yeah. other one. But yeah, she Belding was in missing from this episode, which is interesting. Well, we didn't really have a lot of romantic Belding moments, I don't think. I don't think there was that episode. Well, there was that episode where um, Belding and Lisa started dating. Um, <laughs> really it's a lost episode, really. It's really in special features of yeah. the disc. Yeah. Um, but the episode ends with the girls huddling together. It's like, hey, guys, let's give... Let's, hey, let's do a secret. Shh, wait a minute. Just us girls for a minute. Let's come up with our Valentine's Day secret orgy. And, and Lisa's like, not doing it. I refuse to do it. And they're like, come on, Lisa. Come on. Come on. Be a good sport. They're like, fuck. So they sit down. Uh, Kelly kisses Zach. Because they should. Because they, they're, they're dating. They're dating. Yeah. Or whatevs. Uh, Jesse, Jesse and Slater. Kisses Slater. Because, kisses Slater. I mean, why not? 
It's a little tender. I, I, yeah. mean, I my heart melted a little bit. I was like, like oh, oh, I want these kids back together. Yeah. And uh, then Lisa kisses Scree- Screech. I almost called him Screener. <laughs> Why am I combining every character? Oh. Um, Lisa kisses Screech on the cheek. Yeah, which makes his day. He's like, whoa, 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 what? Mm-hmm. And that's how it ends. That's how it ends. That's Valentine's Day. <laughs> Like, if we were nice. able to record, I guess, on time and not be delayed, we might have actually reviewed this yeah, on Valentine's Day, have, which yeah. is interesting. So, yeah, guys, I hope you had a happy Valentine's Day. Hope it was great. It was a great episode. It was a way... I cannot I like wait. A, it's kind of fun reviewing a clip episode. Yeah. Because it does... Because we will never go back and watch those early episodes of Save by the Bell in the show. Yeah. At least I don't think we will. I mean, Probably after this, not. we got the college years, and then it's the end of it. Why go back to the beginning? Right, right. Because then you have to watch the Miss Bliss thing, which was weird. Uh, and... Well, that's not even on DVD, so... Oh. Can't even get it. It used to be on Netflix. Really? Yeah, I watched a few episodes of it. It was not as good as Say by the Bell. Because mm. it's Miss Bliss. It's a more of Belding and her. It's yeah, well, like, it's like a weird I don't crew. care about the adults. Yeah. There's a lot of adults, and there's a lot of kids. And yeah, It's very Belvedere feeling when they first just started focusing on George and Marsha. Yeah. Well, yeah, good up, man. Good up. I, I love good it. Up. I cannot wait to keep watching this stuff. It's good times. Indeed, indeed. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack episode 92. Wow. Our way to 100. Um, we'd love for you to let us know what your thoughts and opinions are about everything in life. Yeah. Um, about what we watched, about your own personal testaments of the Japanese Jesus, and uh, if you have any strange addictions or obsessions. And what, again, what Brad should try to do to get on the show. We're really interested in that. Um, contact us. You can do that on a variety of ways. One of them is through the voicemail. Mm -hmm. Get at us at 206 Three three nine five eight nine four. Brad, do we have a voicemail this week? Oh, I think we do. We got one here. Let's play it. Hello, Ramjack. It's Terry with an update on my friend and his situation. Well, it seems that he and his wife will be going the pray the gay away. Oh. Uh, I do not, do not like the flow of this for him, but everybody's kind of got to do, they got to do. Mm. And, uh... Yeah, what you guys couldn't understand, I said before, uh, that was uh, little girls. Little girls freak me out. I'm talking about little blonde hair, up to no good. I don't know, it's always been a freaky thing for me. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the update on my friends so far. Yes, I am calling you again from, we'll just call it Squirrel Hell. Thank you. Oh, that is unfortunate. That is unfortunate. That is fucked up. Oh, that's what that's what Christianity does. Great job, people. Making people miserable in their own lives. It's, it's getting harder and harder to even, like, just fuck religion, dude. I, yeah. Screw it. Yeah. I'm so sorry for your friend, man. Yeah, it's terrible. That is horrific. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to say on that one. I, it's sad. But, I mean, what can you do? Other than, I guess, deny your religion and... Go for it, or, or readapt yeah. your religious ideals if you still want to be Jesus. Or embrace common sense and reality, and try to believe true things and not false things. That's always an option on the table. Reality's always there waiting for you, people. Don't it's, be afraid of it. It's right there, so close. You know what else is close? Means of contacting our podcast. Wait, time out, because I want to say something okay. else about Terry's all right, all right. Terry's squirrel hell uh, voicemail. So little girls. So I guess we were kind of. We little talked girls. about that. Yeah, I think we did, yeah. Um, little blonde haired, up to no good. Yeah, I like Up mis- to no good. I love his paws after that. It's like, I don't know, man. It's just something about little, little mischievous girls. I think I would be terrified of a mischievous child, regardless of gender. 
But little girls would be more just like smiling at you, like. <laughs> but I love that he sees any little girl as just this tiny, mischievous little. Oh no! What do you think happens to him when he has to go get groceries when Girl Scouts are selling cookies? Oh. That's got to be like a gauntlet for him. What do they put in those cookies? He I goes in, them. gets his groceries, like doesn't even know what's happening. They're setting up the tables outside, and right when those doors open, hi, Mister, would you like some? <laughs> just like screaming and running. Hey, Terry, we didn't put any broken glass in these cookies at all. <laughs> Uh, up to no good. That, <laughs> that shit happens in Squirrel Hell. It really does. So, Terry, watch out. True. We're letting you know. Be and, careful. And maybe you should embrace Squirrel Jesus, the Japanese Squirrel Jesus, to get you out of Squirrel Hell. But don't do it if it's going to negatively affect your life. Yeah. Even Jesus was against that. Dying across? Fuck that. Ugh. So my brother. He, he's cool. He's thinking about committing suicide anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel Berry Jesus was very depressed. I think they even gave his brother a Japanese name. I mean, we call him Barry, but it's like a... It, it's just it was, weird. It was a Barry son. Yeah, it was his Japanese brother. Yeah. <laughs> he actually took his identity uh, and lived... They didn't know for a while. That's why it's new. Oh. It's a new testament. Jesus had his Japanese brother killed. All right, all right. And he took his place in Japan. Oh, one of those situations. Dude, I, the majesty and power oh. of faith, it constantly just Always. mystifies me. It does. Oh. Get back at us, guys. You can call us. 206-339-5894. Any other methods, Brad? Well, you can email us, ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Haven't got an email in a while. Maybe send us a letter. Compose a haiku. Maybe a lyrical verse. Whatever. Be creative. Be, Be creative. yourself. Be creative. I think we may have a contest coming up. We may so, have a contest coming up that would so, be, actually has an amazing prize. Defo, defo. Um, but we'll see what's up. We'll keep you. We'll, we'll keep, keep you posted. posted. We're working on it, guys. We haven't forgotten. I know we talked about it, but we're we're getting there. We haven't forgotten, and we won't forget. Cannot forget. Never forget. Never forget. Have you looked at that 9/11 memorial yet? No. They just erected a 9/11 <laughs> memorial like a block from my apartment. It's gross. I don't know where I looked over. Is it is it weird that I saw it and thought, oh, 9/11 memorial? Oh. Because the way it was just shaped, it was like, oh, those are two towers. I didn't even register those it. Those are the two towers. And it's new. like Right oh. by the Freedom Bell and that creepy fireman statue. God. With little kids, Terry. Oh, I think he's holding the little girl. Creepy statue. Ah. Ugh, worst. Look at my new baby. Do you want to hold it? Fuck no! Ah. Get away from me. Yeesh. Guys, visit our website, curiosityabounds.com forward slash ramjack. Indeed. Go to the, the Facebook group. It's hip-hop happening. It is. Facebook group is a good time. It is. Um, also, there's a Twitter, at Ramjack Podcast. Also, go to iTunes, subscribe, leave a review. Be yourself. Defo, leave us a review. We need them. We really need them. Haven't gotten one in a while. Need it. Want it. I just got a weird text from my mother. Let me read this, because it might be funny to read oh, later. Oh, oh, oh. Breaking news, breaking news. Text from Alex's mother. Does she want you to yell as children? <laughs> like a Santa Claus or anything? No. Uh, the First off, okay, here's some here's some news from our hometown. Oh, breaking news. The big historic Baptist church downtown that you used to practice in. I never practiced in a Baptist church. I have no idea why she says that. What were you practicing? I don't remember. I didn't even do choir or anything at that. So I just burned along with most everything on the block. How sad. Mm. I love my mother puts a commentary at the end. How sad. How sad. How sad that that Baptist church you never were in at all, but only saw from the street, <laughs> burned to the ground, which it did. Have you seen pictures of that? No. Which one is it? I do, it's some Baptist church downtown, dude. I actually couldn't okay. tell where it was at. I think it was by the Greyhound Station-ish. Mm. Burned to the ground. Like, it's, wow. it was, the pictures were crazy because it looked like a, an inferno. But why didn't Jesus love that church? Did God have something against that in church? Dude, Japan's on the other side of the world. Oh, man, geez. It's hard. It's hard to keep mm. your eyes everywhere. Mm. 
Um, but it's followed by a text message that just says, Doden, 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 Dode. What? <laughs> I'm not crazy, Brad. That's what it says. Doden, dash Doden, dash Doden, exclamation point. Doden, slash Doden, dash Doden, exclamation point. Doden, exclamation point, smiley face. Now, I actually know what this is a reference to. I'm glad. Um, it was a thing when I was a child. There was a, uh... There was some either, like, Looney Tunes cartoon or something where they would just say ridiculous things. And at the end, they would just go, they would just say, Doden, Doden? It was, like, it was like the end of it. It was just some kind of silly thing we did as children. But what was funny about it was my sister... The whole thing was that you were supposed to do the Doden thing. Mm-hmm. But my sister didn't understand the quasi-rules to this thing, which there aren't really rules. You just say nonsense and you do a back and forth until it's just like, Doden, 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 or something like that. I don't remember how it goes. But she would always get uh, frustrated because she never did the Doden part. It's like, kid, you have to say the Doden thing. We say nonsense like three or four times, and then you say it. Don't get... And she would just get mad. I... That's <laughs> just... You know, we all have weird things from our childhood. It was it right. an obsession? I don't know. But my was mother it a randomly strange texted strange obsession? I don't know. My mother's huh? texting me at 28. She's texting me about something that we did when I was like a child. Wow. Wow. Thanks, Mom. Last, I love you. Again, last I heard from my mother, she wanted me to threaten strangers <laughs> as Santa Claus. <laughs> I don't know which is really... Uh, seeing which, we do need to start calling other podcasts and no, threatening well, Santa Claus. I have heard that Santa Claus likes to keep certain things on their toes. Likes to keep us on our toes throughout uh-huh. the year. Um, so I, maybe, uh, guys, be on the lookout. Maybe, be on the lookout. Maybe, maybe Santa Claus may have something to tell you in the next oh. few weeks. Well, for the next few months until Christmas comes again. Right. Santa Claus is on it. So, uh, watch out, guys. He may, he may be out there. Checking that list, checking it twice, guys. Defo. Be careful. Brad, now, I didn't want to, I didn't want to say this just out loud on the show, but I hear that you have started seeing someone. Tell me well, about how things are going with Optimus. Well, uh, I gotta say, uh, me and Optimus Prime, I, things are things are pretty magical. He's the Autobot, correct? The Autobot, the actual. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, very generous lover. Um, so much of a relationship. Robot. So is, much robot there. Oh, he's you know, it's, it's so much special. American muscle too, I guess. Well, it's you know, it's, it's a special time. We you know, we went out for brunch the other day, and it was just really magical, really magical. Had some cookies and ice cream. Um, great time. Um, everything is so. Everything is is great. Right? Everything is great. Except for the AIDS! My car gave me AIDS. <laughs> so there should be like a uh, do 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 like a, like a very tender song after that. Like it's like a, <laughs> a special you episode. You got the touch. <laughs> you got the power. <laughs> you got AIDS. <laughs> You're gonna die soon. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> I just remember those alternate lyrics that they changed at the last minute. Yeah! That was, was time. It was a different time.